0: Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble.
1: G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American -American Hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy. Fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land
0: and air. G.I. Joe, American Hero. G.I. Joe is there.
1: G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to
0: rule the world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! This is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom.
1: Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice.
0: Amen. Hello, and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode two seven seven. I'm Dave. I'm with Rich. Rich, how you going?
1: I'm uptight, but good. Yeah,
0: I'm sick. I've probably got COVID and AIDS together, combined. I feel sick. I'm depowered. I'm as human as I'm ever gonna be. At the end, I'm as mortal as I ever will be. Rich. This is if it's. I'm sure,
1: I'm, I'm sure the commoners are cheering then.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be there. They're gonna be tugging the castle. I'm gonna be releasing the hounds, and the pterodrome is what I'm in now. And um, yeah, let me let me tell you, man. Like, I've got to let the the robots do most of the fighting, man, because Dave is not at full power. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go hand to hand tonight. But yeah, this is when the snipers come out. This is when the assassins come, man. You know, heavy rests the crown, man. That's that's the I'm key. Sure
1: you, I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so, Rich. Let's. I pray it is so, for the sake of this I'm world. Pretty, of I'm pre- I'm pretty pretty confident. Yeah,
0: I feel sick. Um, now, first things up for me, I, um, I actually haven't felt well since yesterday, and I fell into, every now and then I fall into the G.I. Joe world, you know this rich about me, and uh, I fell in hard earlier this week, I encountered a podcast, G.I. Joe, a real American headcast, um, it is fantastic, and, uh, it, it just reinvigorated my love of the Joes, and, um, yo, Joe, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in it, man, and, I've actually said to them, um, you know, I run my own show with you, Rich, obviously, and uh, can someone recommend to Larry Hummer, you know, trade, uh, you know, like a story that we could, you know, do on the show We're was looking for content. Like, give us something that they think like the champagne kind of moment, Rich, and um, and just get into it. And, and were you ever – you strike me as a guy who would enjoy G.I. Joe. Am I right, back in the 80s?
1: I enjoyed the cartoon show, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Did you ever collect the figures? No. No, no. Who was your favourite?
1: I, I, I collected more uh, He-Man and Ninja Turtles.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, in the 80s, I didn't get I, the Thundercats. either.
1: Thundercats. I had, I had a few Thundercats.
0: Okay. Who was your favourite G.I. Joe when you were watching the the cartoon show?
1: Well, I think, like, everyone, it was, it was Snake Eyes. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's mine too.
0: i tell you, someone else I really like, Spirit, the Indian guy. He's good, the Native American guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. He's got his... his... Uh, I'm not surprised. You seem to have a a Native American fetish. And he's he's got the eagle,
0: Freedom. (laughs) So, hell yeah, I say. Hell yeah to that. Freedom isn't free, Rich. You know? I enjoyed saying that Mm -hmm. for a while. I was saying that for a few years. Freedom isn't free.
1: Actually, one of the things I learned about the... Remember they had that uh, G.I. Joe TV movie? It was actually supposed to be a... um... It was supposed to be a cinema release. Yes. And originally they were going to kill off um, Dutch. Wow. Um, really? But because of the 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 Flack. The, the the yeah the the shit that they got reamed for for the Transformers movie.
0: Oh, well they killed which, Optimus Prime, which was a terrible fucking decision. Yeah, well
1: they killed Optimus Prime <laughs> yeah. and and Jesus, uh, it, you know, no, no one like. Uh, <laughs> you know the movie was a bit of a bomb and all that because of them killing off like the original cast right uh, because they were trying to sell new toys that they that actually made them gun shy about the gi joe movie so they decided to split it up and put it on tv and right to kill off dutch
0: i i gotta be honest um the i I enjoy the movie the animated movie um the gi joe animated movie i think it's a lot of fun
1: you know yeah well you can you can thank um, you can thank Transformers for Dutch still Mean alive.
0: The, the The funny thing is, I I actually really like the Transformers movie. I just think that that was a really weird. It's not a perfect movie, but a really weird decision to kill Optimus Prime. I was to yeah. sell
1: new toys. They were going to start oh. the new phase of of toys because the idea is to always sell new toys.
0: So. But why wouldn't you keep Optimus as the leader? Like you could, he they always pumped out new toys, you know, they were forever. I don't
1: think it was, I think they killed quite a few. It wasn't just Optimus,
0: he was the one I remember. And um, who
1: became the leader? Was it Hot Rod? Was it it Hot Rod who was the leader? Could be, I think, or someone, yeah. I think it was Hot Rod who became the leader, yeah, but he changed his name to something, he did. Rodimus Prime, yeah,
0: was. yes, it was. Yeah, you are 100% right. Also, am I right in saying in that movie, Megatron kills Starscream and then something happens to Megatron, he becomes Galvatron? Am I right? Is that in the, something in the movie? Like that, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in the movie. Some along, definitely, he kills Starscream. I remember the scene, it's a good scene. Like, I actually think it's a pretty cool movie. Like, you know, like a lot of cool stuff happens in it, but. That was an odd decision to kill Optimus Prime. And, and believe you me, they've regretted it because they should definitely brought him back and he's never died since, has he, Rich? You know, he's always... Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's consistent. Uh, and the same guy voicing him all the time. But I will say this. Um, I am loving my JoJo stuff. And I, was, I just had my... I was just on Amazon just then, Rich, looking at a Spirit figure. And I might have to pick that up. Uh, it'd be fun to have um, Spirit and get Nightwolf um, from Mortal Kombat. They could be kind of a team a native american team mm-hmm.
1: and then maybe you can add the yeah. um the, the chick from the prey movie and you can just get yourself a whole sort of team of Native, native american
0: Americans. well why not
1: uh, let's face it you know oh, i do love to tonto you've got to include tonto in that list Come i on, love man. tonto i You're love to begin a big team together i love tonto man i
0: love tonto like ranger at tonto
1: yeah. What are, you, what are you going to call them, the native Avengers? I don't know, man.
0: I don't think you need all of them on one team, though. That's the thing with these guys. Like, that that's why, you know, it's almost too much power in one team. You know, like Nightwolf back in the 90s, man. I i, I remember stoned out of my brain, 2 a.m., playing with Nightwolf. Now, I, I've never felt closer to, like, media. I felt I was in the game. You know what I mean? I, I actually genuinely thought I was Nightwolf at times, I think. I really, I really took Nightwolf seriously, but Spirit, yeah, hell yeah, Yo-Jo, and, um, and the other thing about, I think you had to make a few decisions, and definitely it didn't have, although it was popular, and the and the cartoon was here, it was nowhere near as popular as it was obviously in the US, um, which makes sense, yo real American hero, and um, I imagine if we were over there, Rich you Know in the 80s into the 90s, we would have been big GI Joe fans, like in the States, you know what I mean? The heart of the beast, uh, probably I would have been 100%. You know, I still stand up for the salute the flag, you know what I'm saying, Rich? I mean, anyway, so I, I do recommend it. Uh, uh GI Joe, a real American head cast, they're a lot of fun. Uh, real kind of like chilled out, like you know, fans discussing it, like putting their laying their cards on the table, speaking it, it kind of similar to how we do it, Rich, um, and speaking from the heart. And and I'm getting a lot of knowledge. And when they're talking, I'm googling and getting images and stuff because I don't, I do not have the knowledge. Like, I'll be honest, I don't. I'm going to say something now that might shock you, Rich. I don't think any of the live action movies have been that impressive. Like, you know, definitely. Snake Eyes, you know, I I kind of enjoyed it a little bit, but it was definitely not what you would think Joe fans would want. But I didn't think the other two movies they did, like, you know, 10 years ago or so. What did you think of those, Retaliation and Rise
1: of Cobra? Uh, pretty woeful.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. They weren't great advertisements for the franchise. I, 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 I mean, think, I
1: probably know. would have enjoyed them more had they not been um, G.I. Joe movies. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they, they had moments in them that I enjoyed, but it was only like moments, which is never good when you're seeing a whole film and you're kind of disappointed. I saw both of them in cinemas, and you're sort of like, yeah, they just haven't haven't kind of got it. Um, now, Rich, what, what's been going on? Well, I've been running down this rabbit hole the last few days. What's been going on in your life? What have you been doing, man? Working nine to uh, five. Is that what's been happening,
1: Rich? Yeah, I've been working. Uh, with our, our company's going through a whole new bloody operating system, so I have oh. to get trained up on Everything which has all been after work, so I've been pretty much working till seven thirty every um every night or sort of getting trained up. Uh but in my downtime I'm still on with the strain and I've been watching two really good um animes. Uh one is called Spy Family, which is hilarious. I'm loving that. What's this and, anime,
0: yeah? Spy family, yeah.
1: Yeah. Spy Family and then uh Jujitsu Kaisen. Yeah. Yeah, I've been mean, enjoying those. So. What's the what's, what's, the, the, what's Ninjutsu Kaisen?
0: What's happening in Ninjutsu Kaisen? That sounds like
1: Ninjutsu Kaisen is basically um, sorcerers. Well, they're not. I mean, they're more fighters, but they take on curses, which is basically like demons. Mm. Um, so, because it's obviously based on Asian uh, sort of mythology and and culture, um, demons are sort of like curses that come from people's negative thoughts.
0: Okay. Um, yeah.
1: So, like, they can just become a thing. People can sort of like
0: they can manifest, not like,
1: wish them. But yeah, they basically just manifest out of whatever emotions or negative stuff is is happening. Did that
0: teach you a things. lesson? Did that? Did you learn a life lesson? Don't be too negative. Don't think. Don't, you can manifest uh, negativity in your actual life. That's a that's no, a real thing. No, no. Did, did you I learn? I didn't
1: learn any lessons. No. Oh, there damn. was no lessons to learn. <laughs> And the only lesson I learned was it's got really good animation and fight scenes in it.
0: <laughs> I think you missed the key moral message of the show, Richard. Because let me tell you, I'm a big believer in the vis-
1: sorcerers. The sorcerers actually use negative emotions for their powers, so hmm. you have to have negative thoughts. Oh. Sorry, Dave.
0: I see. Because I'm a big believer in visualization. I, I, You know, I'm a big believer in that. Like, obviously, training, experience, everything, but visualization... Uh, can really help in moments of stress, uh, whether that's out on court, like in a tennis match, or in moments of crisis, you know, professionally, uh, visualization, calming techniques, breathing techniques, all that kind of stuff. And I do believe you can manifest, I mean, not literal demons, but people can scare themselves, you know, um, with their own fears, and and they can, you know, fail due to their their own fear of failure actually makes them fail. I, I genuinely believe it. You know, there's a. am no expert on the topic. I have the most basic understanding and my own instincts. But d- d- are you getting what I'm throwing down, Rich?
1: I understand what you're saying, yes.
0: It's deep stuff, isn't it? It's pretty deep stuff.
1: It's stuff, yeah.
0: It's great stuff. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, like, seriously, I should write a self-help book because it would be thin, but, a bit, you know, like, part of my self-help would be done. not <laughs> get. going to
1: say, I'm, you know, might only help you to write the book, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's true, man. Like, you know, people who, you know, like a lot of namby pambies today, man, we've spoken about how soft some of civilization has become. Like, you know, at times, it, you know, they scare themselves. I swear to God, they don't achieve what they want to achieve because they are holding themselves back. You know, they are victim of their own fear.
1: I mean, yeah, I believe in I, – I understand what you're saying. I, believe, I see that more as a just state of mind. I don't really see that as –
0: you got to break it. You're man.
1: negative. I don't feel – because the problem with that – see, in this world, happy thoughts don't produce anything.
0: Not happy thoughts. Fuck happy thoughts, man. But, like, no. visualization, training, you know, elim- yeah, it, eliminating negativity. Only
1: negative stuff actually has some sort of tangible thing in this world. So I get what you're saying, but that doesn't apply to that show that I'm watching because right. only negative have power. So.
0: Well, that's a crazy show. That's a crazy show. That's a crazy fucking edgelord show. I like a Rich. So you're just, you know, what a surprise. So you're all about embracing the darkness. Let the hate flow through you, Rich, to get the power. Uh, I don't mind that. No. no, I don't mind that, Rich. I'm, not, en-
1: that. I'm not embracing it. I'm yeah. just enjoying the action in the show.
0: Yeah. You're taking a very surface look, I find. Like, I'm going. No, I,
1: I tell you, of the two, my absolute favorite one is Spy Family. Spy that Family, yeah. Hilarious!
0: Yeah, you're enjoying that one. Are you there? The spy, mm-hmm. yeah, the spy, yeah, the yeah, the
1: spy. Um, who has to go on this mission, but he needs to create a fake family, right? Mm. So he goes to the orphanage and he adopts a little girl. But what he doesn't know is that the girl is a she's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. And then he needs a fake wife, and he doesn't know that the fake wife that he sort of um, that he gets to help him is actually a contract killer. Oh, dear. So basically these three people are living together in a fake map, but all keeping a secret from each other. I
0: love it. That's all right. Is it so a the comedy? Little girl
1: knows, yeah, yeah, it's a comedy. So the little, it's got good action too, but the little girl knows that who's what, what, but she has to shut her mouth because otherwise they'll find out that she can read minds. Yes. And the other two don't know anything about each other. And so it's this this big pretense going on and all this sort of stuff. And he's trying to can do his mission and uh, it's actually quite hilarious. If, if anyone hasn't watched it, I highly recommend um That sounds Spy all right. Family.
0: Yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you're staying happy, Rich. That's the most important thing, especially I when... I told
1: they're... you, you always just find new things, man. There's always stuff out there. Don't get too attached to anything.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I suppose so, Rich. I mean, I you know, I, I, I follow my own flow, man. I mean, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Real American. Hero.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's a unique flow, but I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know me. I, I like slogans, man. You know. Now, um, something I you you're just going on about new stuff, Rich. Uh, we we've watched six episodes of Paper Girls, and Michelle and I really enjoying it. And uh, I think you would probably like it. Um, it's it's quite light, but it's got good story. It's so much better then um, if I compare it to, like, Love and Thunder, you know, comic book properties, like, this show has got heart. It's got it's got a bit of humour. Like, it does have humour, but it's got moments of seriousness and drama. Um, it's actually really good. Like, honestly, and I've gone well past the point where I read in the comics, and I'm just really enjoying it. And we, we're, we've been watching it. We would have finished it tonight if not for recording the show. So we've watched six episodes. Eight episodes came out on Amazon. Um I'd give it like an 8.5 out of 10, Rich. It's surprising how much I'm
1: enjoying it, you know? Oh, well, that's good. Again, as you said, it's always good to find something you enjoy.
0: What's the IMDb like? And, and and are you watching, Rich? Because remember you said you were going to give it a try?
1: Did I? I don't think so. I think you did, man. No, I'm pretty did. sure I said it looked terrible when I looked at the comic book.
0: Let's, let's have a look at what IMDb is saying. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at what IMDb and Metacritic are saying because I, I, I know i have no idea what people are, are reviewing it for come on paper Girls. we just want paper Girls. we don't want the cast and crew it's got a 7.2 on on uh what did i give it 8.5 so you know I'm probably slightly overscoring it metacritic let's have a look I'm guessing on Metacritic it's going to have a 73 but we'll see it could have a bit more uh praise got a 69 um the the, the, the new uh the new um
1: Oh, yeah. Predator. Are, a lot of uh, critics, uh, newspaper people are saying it's the best Predator movie ever made. Ever. Like, even ever. than the original. Yeah. Wow. Well,
0: Paper Girls has got a 70, so it was only three off. Um, but it's all in green, so it's generally favourable reviews. Uh, and it is good. Like, Paper Girls is good. I, so, Ray and I are going to do um, a thing on Prey this weekend on one of his shows, and we'll you and I will discuss it in detail next show. Um, that'll give us a full week to watch it, Rich. Um, this is the Predator Prey movie. I'm anticipating it'll be good, man. Like, I mean, it's getting positive critical heat. You know, fans seem to be enjoying it. I, I doubt it's going to beat Predator 1. And, I, in fact, I'll be surprised if it beats Predator 2. But I hold those two movies up fairly highly. Um, Predator 1, I'd give like a 9.5 out of 10. So it's going to be tough to beat that. But you know, if, if if we get like an 8 out of 10 movie, in prey, that's a hell of a lot better than the fucking last predator thing they put out, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, terrible. I mean, I, I, I thought they were actually uh learning their lessons. Um, because uh, predator what was the predators, predators was actually pretty decent. Agreed,
0: um, I agree, it
1: was. Movie, I was like, you know what, oh wow, that's actually you, you're going in the right uh, direction, and then yep. all of a sudden. That uh, the, the Predator, Predator came out, and I was just like, Jesus Christ! What I was
0: it looking it? so forward to it. I'll, I'll never forget, like Shane Black directing it. You know, like I'm—I was really expecting a lot. I went; we were in Hawaii. We went to the cinema. We were both pretty excited, and I was just—I was just like, Oh, really? Like this is the—you know—you know what? Just think, like this is the best they could do. Like, really disappointing film, The Predator. But, um. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully, pray's good. I, you know, really, um, you know, we will do a deep review of it next week, Rich. So you got to write down some notes and stuff like about the plot, because you know I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be my strength. Um, and we'll do a deep dissection uh, of that one, Rich. Pray, what are you? Are you, are you cautiously optimistic, or are you kind of like thinking it's gonna be crap? Or what What's your views? Um,
1: hmm. I'm pretty sure Walker again. It was a waste of time. Really. Wow.
0: Wow, hey, Rich. So you're not positive at all. So you're embracing this negative power. This is what I'm afraid of now.
1: Um, well, my I, I have a feeling that they're going to it's gonna it's gonna be like it's made for people that have never seen Predator. Uh. and I, I have a feeling that it's gonna be like, you know what I mean? Because that's why I thought like with Predators they were going in the right direction because mm. they weren't keeping it a secret. Sure. Like we knew what it was.
0: Yeah, they were dropped um, on the. The secret was they were dropped on the foreign planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, they weren't like sort of hiding. Like you, as a person, you knew what was happening. They weren't trying to keep you in the dark. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I just have a sneaky suspicion that this is going to be a pretty thin um, story. Wise, not that like the predator has been um, Shakespearean or anything. But- <laughs> Ain't got time to bleed. Um, well, that's what yeah. I want Like, you know, my friend uh, my friend the other day He said to me, have you watched The Grey Man?" I was like, oh, no, I don't have Netflix And he goes, oh, it's like um, He goes, it's like Commando, basically You know, story-wise Cool You know, and I said, well, that's not good I said, because if oh. it doesn't have any one-liners Then I'm not interested But he's saying it is like Commando Which had heaps no, of one-liners talk- No, he's talking about the story It's a guy, there's a girl kidnapped Oh, go go right. the oh there's
0: the basic there's, plot. It's
1: right. the crazy guy with the mustache, kind of, like, yeah. It's it's not like oh, it's commando. It's witty. It's like oh, stick around, all that stick sort of around. shit. No, it's not like that uh, it takes itself a bit more seriously than that.
0: It's yeah. It's more of a, what I've heard. I've I actually I've heard a lot of um, people on the Punisher pages really have enjoyed it. You should check it out, man. Like it's it, it supposedly. I've heard very mixed reviews. I've heard some people have really enjoyed it. Other people think it's really crap. Uh, the Punisher fans are, are really enjoying it. They're saying it's the closest thing to a Punisher movie we're going to get. You know, um, <laughs> so I don't I mean I don't I don't know how. Oh, what are you laughing so about? That's just so funny.
1: Why? If they if they want something that's close to the Punisher, as I've said, go watch the Terminal List.
0: Is that what it's? No, not the Terminal List. Um, oh, maybe I'm getting them confused actually yeah the terminal list is the one you like isn't it yeah actually yeah Yeah. i'm getting them confused i'm getting them confused
1: yeah Yeah. that's the one the gray man is definitely not that yeah
0: no no sorry i'm getting the confused the people on the punisher pages really enjoyed the terminal list
1: no the terminal list was great
0: yes uh the gray man i i will stand by this i have gotten very mixed reviews some people i really enjoyed it uh i think my sister saw it and hated it with a passion um, and, you know, and she's pretty open-minded, you know what I mean? Like, she, she she, will give things a try. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to check out The Terminalist. You know what holds me back from The Terminalist? I've gone off Chris Pratt like, in a major way. I just find him very bland, you know, and I used to quite enjoy him, the humour, but I don't know if it's just overexposure. You know, that, and it, it could just be that. You know when you've just seen too much of someone, and I'm just
1: like... Uh, I, yeah, but the yeah. good news is, is that this is this is not funny, Chris Pratt. Good. Like, yeah. Okay. He's not. There's no cracking jokes. There's no. Yeah. Okay. Being funny. He's not Star Lord in this. Or yeah. Or Jurassic yeah, yeah. Park. He's he's much more. Uh, he's, he's more serious. Sure. Um, okay. More somber kind of thing and all that. Yeah.
0: You no, know, I want to check it out. I want to see the Terminal List much more than I want to see Grey Man. So, um, yeah. So, but look. He, in uh, you know, listeners, uh, seriously, message me with what you think of Paper Girls and see if we can encourage Richard to try it out. I don't know why you won't try it out, Richard. You love the '80s. It's time travel.
1: It, it, I love it, the actual '80s. I don't love the shit that's uh, trying to wear the '80s uh, skin like a suit.
0: But, but but like it's the pop culture references, and they don't they yeah. don't they yeah. don't they don't um spend as much time glamorizing it as you would expect because they bounce around. They go to twenty nineteen they go to nineteen ninety nine. Like it's well, I'm le- sorry,
1: man. I checked out the comic. I it's no it looks like absolute garbage based on All the right. comic. I'm sorry, man. It's just okay. not my th- not my thing. I okay. couldn't stand watching that.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, that's fair enough. At least I tried, listeners. At least I tried. Now um I have some happy news to report. Last episode we were talking about King's Comics. Went in there this week, uh, on an exploratory mission, uh, I think it was on Wednesday. Um they've adjusted the store around, uh much much improved um
1: they listen to the show
0: they must have they must have (laughs) they must have made some uh, funnily enough it's right next to where i get my coffee in the in the uh every day i when i'm in the city i'm only in the city twice a week uh these days but um yeah they're they're my coffee shop is right next to king's comics and so anyway i went in there because i wanted to check it out i hadn't been there a while and um yeah no they've They've restructured, like same basic, uh, like it, You know, there's a lot more comics. It's better organized. They could still do it with having more Marvel and DC comics on the main shelf of trades. But there's a lot of there's. It, it's nicely categorized into like sci-fi, romance, fantasy, whatever. Then you got your Marvel and DC. They had more figures in there. They've still got the statues. I went downstairs. I, I agree with you, Richard. It's an odd decision to split the omnibuses which are kind of the big ticket items downstairs away from the main trades do you know what i mean and that must be a space thing but they are utilizing their space better overall the store was just much improved um coming in they'd sort of got rid of the displays which had books that like look like they never were going to be bought ever um and they sort of seem to have remembered that their key business is in comics you know and and they had plenty of other stuff, so no, it was it was improved. And I hadn't been there in a couple of months, so I thought I I owed it to Kings Comics because we are big supporters of Kings, and I can say it is it is definitely um, definitely a store to check out now. So and downstairs, if you're interested in in um, back issues, they've got a ton down there, you know, um, which is something that I know some people like me aren't really in the back issues market. But there are some people who who still are massively. Um, what about you, Rich? Do you ever hunt down back issues? You you purely trades like me?
1: No, yeah, not anymore. I used to.
0: Yeah, you used to. I remember. Yeah, you used to. No,
1: no, I don't. I just don't have the space or the time for that anymore.
0: Yeah, now it's just. Uh, I just feel like I'm just going to get a trade. It's just easier to store a trade or a hardcover. You know, I don't have to worry about bag and boarding it. But but if you are interested in that kind of stuff, um, Kings have a whole section downstairs and they've got a lot more stuff in their warehouse as well and i noticed they had um some older trades and stuff mixed in on the shelves i saw one there rich for star jammers um you know the x-men um space spin-off daddy Uh, yeah yeah so i i thought we might do that trade on the on the show soon actually they had a star jammers by dave Cockrum. um collection which had all the original stories, you know, like it was a tray which collected all the different issues of Uncanny X-Men where I guess they appeared. Um it looked pretty good. And I and I thought, yeah, that would be worth doing on the show. Um yeah we can definitely do that. Yeah, it came out it came out a few years ago. I saw that on the shelves and um you know I you know I I definitely was was happy to see that. Now I have some news Richard. Scientists have been left baffled after discovering the earth is spinning faster than normal making days shorter than usual. According to the atomic clock tracking, the Earth took just under 24 hours to spin on June 29, 2022, exactly 1.59 milliseconds under 24 hours, making it the shortest day in recent recorded history. Is this man-made, Rich? Is this our technology? Is this aliens messing with us? Um, Is this the start of the end? What's your reaction, Rich? Uh, I'm kind of... You know, well,
1: There's no way. There's no way to know, Dave, since we have been able to measure this for a million years or more. Yeah,
0: we've probably been measuring it for what the last twenty
1: or last forty, probably. Oh wow! What a what a tiny, insignificant amount that the Earth's been spinning that we've been able to measure it to see yeah, what. It does. Yeah,
0: but I'm just throwing it out there, Rich. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to work it out, man. That's what's you know I'm my brain. That's my
1: point, Dave. We don't know because. This could be something that happens once every hundred years, maybe. Like we don't know because we've not been measuring it. We've not been measuring the Earth spin for hundreds and hundreds of years. We don't. Did you go? Oh, to the recorded? Yeah, okay. Well, your recorded history is like only like, I don't know, thirty years old. Like, we've probably been able to
0: measure it since the sixties or seventies. I would say, you know. Uh, Okay. But even still, as you say, that's that's not even a like. It's like a. It's not even a pebble, really. In in the terms of the life of the planet, like it's nothing, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like a 0.0000001%.
0: Well, you know what freaked me out as a kid, and it still does, it's the length of time the dinosaurs have been on the planet compared to us, you know, prior to us. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of years, and then there's us. And it's just, it, that as a kid, it really put a lot of things in perspective for me. I was like, wow, you know.
1: Not me as a kid, I was like, fucking
0: Really? What do you
1: mean? <laughs> it didn't bother me. I was like, they were around for much longer than us, but they're still dead. Still gone.
0: Yeah, they're gone, but, like, it could easily be us. You know, that's 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 kind of the point, Reg. Like, we yeah, have...
1: I, don't think it, I I disagree with the... I agree that it could be us. That could happen to us. I don't think mm. it'll be as easy, because we're a hell of a lot fucking smarter and technically advanced than the dinosaurs were. hmm
0: You don't think if the comet crashed in, it wouldn't? What would the comet do? I mean, it would kill all the crops and stuff. So we would survive. You are right. We would survive longer for sure.
1: No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, we could divert it. Could have an early warning system. Mm. You know, like I mean, I'm not saying nothing will happen. I'm just saying I don't think. I think we are technologically advanced that we could not all of us, but some Mm. of us could survive Mm. something like that happening, and so. So again, I agree it could happen to us. I just don't think it'll be as easy. What
0: anymore. about nukes? What about nukes? Like you One know, atom. well we've we've created a situation where if it really went crazy, we could en- eliminate ourselves off the planet.
1: How long do you? Um, think,
0: how lucky do you think we'll stay as a race?
1: Kind of. i um, I well. I honestly, as a race, I think we might be okay because if nukes get fired, it's they're really going to be fired at the. The, the world powers so you know mm-hmm. maybe but, you know people living in the the Caribbean or the Jamaican, <laughs> Jamaican yeah but it's going to have massive
0: to... impact on the on the on the Earth like on the actual like planet itself you know like it will ruin
1: well that where well where the bombs go off yes there'll be radiation but I'm just saying unless they fire the the but think about fallout it... think
0: about like the way yeah, yeah you know, but, the wind's but
1: it's not going to spread if you if you fire a missile into into Washington, D.C., hmm. it's not going to, it, it, that's that missile fallout's not going to spread all the way to South America.
0: Yeah, but like, but I mean, it
1: will The way it spread through the entirety of probably America, my point is you'd have to fire a ship. Yeah, but what if it
0: went all through Europe? Went whole... all through
1: Europe. Europe would go up like a cinder box, you know? Uh, well, that's the thing, I don't. I, I, that's my point like europe doesn't have missiles so yes, my they point is, they've got tons of missiles in europe no no um, no but i'm talking about like your world powers your china your whatever they're gonna fire at each other i don't think i think a lot of smaller countries and areas are gonna
0: well uk money. france germany would all be all of nato would be would be under the hammer man
1: God, i said world powers are gonna get hit and uk is a fucking world power.
0: uk france germany are all world powers
1: Yes, I just said those are all going to hit, but I just said all the smaller third world countries are not going to get hit because no one's going to be aiming anything. Uh, I see what you're
0: saying. Like, So you're saying that these shitty little countries could prosper.
1: Yeah, they're the ones who will end up surviving and inheriting the earth I from see. the people that fight but, the but there would
0: also be severe eco- ecological damage. they third well.
1: world countries, they already don't have food. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess. I mean, yeah, but the radiation and stuff, I don't think it's going to – I hear what you're saying. I, I do understand what you're saying, but – yeah, I mean, Look,
1: they might not be the human race going forward as we know it uh, sure. with mutation or that, but I mean, I still think that there will be survivors.
0: Do you think? And I know this is going to sound crazy, but like, but it's a serious question. Do, like, in terms of a nuclear war, you know, even a nuclear conflict that might be a little bit more compartmentalized. Do you think we, if we, if we flash forward two hundred years, do you think we will have avoided it? Because I just don't think so. I, I just think we're just unfortunately humans are just hardwired to destruction in some ways, you know? I
1: mean, yeah, but the thing is, even though we've hardwired for destruction and war, look how far we've come and look what we've accomplished, even having that mentality. So I don't understand why people say that as like, oh my God, we'll never, you know, we'll get, and it's like, but we haven't done that yet. Like,
0: yeah, but we, we haven't had the technology. We, we haven't had yeah, the technology. But, yeah,
1: but as you get technology, you also get smarter. You also deliver ways to survive the technology, to mm. protect yourself from it is my point. My point is we've always been a... Yeah, warlike spaces. Uh, a, 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 yeah, we've always, we've constantly through our history been war, uh, killing each other, but yet we still are here. We're at the peak of civilization technology. Mm. Like, we, I, I just... I don't uh, prescribe to the whole like oh my god we're like such a doomed race and I'm like sure. no I look I think we make things hard for ourselves and we always will mm. but I think that we're still smart enough to to survive our dumb shit
0: mm. yeah I mean I hope so too I, I I I go back and forth on it like I I I hear what you're saying and kind of agree but then I there is a part of me that just thinks I don't know some of these politicians man you know you just the way they blunder into the way they blunder their way through their regimes, that you know, their turns at power, I just, I just think, it only takes a couple of them on opposing sides to sort of be in power at the same time, and then God knows what's going to happen. Um, but anyway, we'll see. Now we did have, we did have Richard some big news this week: the Batgirl movie, uh, which starred Leslie Grace and featured Michael Keaton's Batman and also J.K. Simmons as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Has been cancelled. Um, the film was developed and shot before the Warner Brothers Dis- Discovery merger and new leadership purportedly agreed the film quote did not work end quote. Uh, rumors about the movie first popped up in the new- being shelved first popped up in the New York Post, which said sources referred to the movie as irredeemable after test screenings. A Hollywood Reporter story confirms the rumor saying that part of the problem was budget, with Batgirl not having the money to capture the spectacle that people expect from DC Fair, while also blowing past its original budget due to COVID delays and other issues. So it cost too much money, but not enough of the money was on the screen, as they say. So it's been big news, and it pretty much has dominated sort of uh, the DC Warners chat this week. And I think it is a it's a PR disaster for the studio uh, regardless of how much I wanted or didn't want a Batgirl movie, I, just, I think it's a really bad look for, for Warners um, to cancel a movie that's been shot, that had all these stars, had Michael Keaton coming back, had J.K. Simmons.
1: Yeah, but you're, you know. you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because, yes, you go, oh, this looks terrible that they're cancelling it, but if the movie comes out and it was an absolute fucking disaster, mm. then people will be pointing the finger saying, look at these idiots, they don't know how to make a movie. So...
0: I think they made the wrong decision. I'll be honest. I I think that the the better decision is probably just to put it out on HBO Max. You have a lower profile. It was originally a H. It was a HBO Max movie. It was that's what it was designed for. Um, along with Scoob, uh, Holiday Haunt, which was also
1: shelved. Um, both. I of them know that HBO gutted America. me. Actually, I was more upset about that news than the. Yeah, I,
0: of- no, I tend, I without any joking, I agree. The bigger news in terms of the pop culture conversation is Batgirl. And I feel really sorry for my friend Stella, who is a massive Batgirl fan. She runs the Batgirl to Oracle podcast and she's just a lovely person. And uh, I'm gutted for her because I know for her Batgirl is just everything. And, you know, it sucks. And I feel, you know, maybe sorry is not the right word, but it's a shame for the creative talent involved. You know, Look, they'd shot a movie, you know.
1: I, I, I feel sorry for Stella, but at the same time she – she might not feel the same horror I felt when I watched Green Lantern <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm finally getting a Green Lantern movie and sure. then I sat there and I was like, they have they have just Ruined they it. have they have shat in my eyes. That was a bad movie, you know movie. so but wouldn't you, know, you have if,
0: rather had, had that movie than nothing? No I would have thought really
1: <laughs> No, because that that's a stink that'll always be on the the Green Lantern name. Yeah. um well just well, like it was for a while look at okay, yeah but look at fantastic four mm. you know they, they're gonna try again but my point is there's a stink of oh the, la- the last the last movie was terrible yeah i agree yeah but my or... point is they've made they've made technically four movies if you count the one that never aired the roger Corman movie that yeah. They, yeah uh which was a failure so my point is they've made four failures so,
0: well, the, well, the, the Jessica yeah. Rabbit ones did make money, even though they're not good
1: movies. Yeah, but people don't look back at no, them and not. go like, "Oh my god, what a, you know? They're not what great." A great you know. They're terrible. So my point is, you it's better to like have people wonder what could have been than had then have a stink, which which could stay on the character.
0: Yeah, but like, dude, DC. I, I hear what you're saying. Of course, I hear what you're saying. But DC Warners get so much heat for all these cancellations, and just to have actually sh- like. And also there's just the morbid curiosity now. Like, it's like the second that this comes, news comes out, I mean, I I want to see what actually happened, what got shot. Like, you know, how bad could it really be? Could it be worse than some of the crap that comes out? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I, I think that it's just the the whole thing is odd. They shot a movie, um, you know, it was going to be edited. Like, I, I know they're going to probably lose some money on it, but... I think to cancel it in full.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's their own fault though, because they're still not learning their lessons. They keep greenlighting movies and shooting them before other movies have come out. Like, what do you mean? You know, well, at least look with with Marvel, they generally got a plan, right? And mm. they know, okay, this movie's coming out. This movie ties whatever, whatever. But like they're doing a Batman, a Batgirl movie that's mm. supposed to take place after the Flash movie, but the fucking Flash movie having to come out because yeah, you greenlit this movie and shot it before you even had the other one in the can and ready to go. So, but why couldn't you have held on to movie- this?
0: Why couldn't you have held on oh, to this until point, Flash man. came out?
1: Yeah, I mean maybe they should have done that. But my point is, what I would prefer they do right now. Mm. My concern is not them canceling them. My concern is stop fucking announcing and filming shit. Get one movie done, get it the fuck out the door, and then film the next one. Mm. Yeah, like but they figure have, out to, what they you have do to have in. a slate.
0: Got, there's so many movies they've got to do. They've got to have a few on production at the same time, like just the nature of the beast, like Black Adam. You know, they, they, they can't just do – I hear what you're saying, but like Marvel would have had, after Iron Man, when they did Incredible Hulk and Thor and what it Captain America, like there would have been overlap in those movies in the production schedule, for sure. They didn't wait for one and then it gets released and they start another one.
1: No, not in phase one. Uh, uh, Phase two, yes, they had overlap, Hmm. but phase one there wasn't any overlap.
0: Okay, well, I'm sure there was, like in terms of production, like pre-production, post-production, they start filming. They wouldn't have started on pre-production after another movie hit cinemas. They would have been well into it. Anyway, my point is they they do need to have – Various projects going at once, but I agree. the The apparently last week we reported that um Affleck came in to do the Aquaman stuff because that part of the reason for that apparently was the Flash movie hasn't come out, so audience could get confused by having Michael Keaton, who's obviously in Flash and his you know presence is explained. So that's a large part, la, a large reason, apparently why Affleck was shooting scenes that were originally shot with Keaton. So. It's a joke so this flash thing is um, has really been a millstone around their necks in a sense like which is so baffling to me that I can't get that movie out like you know even with all the problems with Ezra Miller you've still shot the movie so just edit the fucking movie you know Don't you agree?
1: My biggest question, I agree with that. I completely agree. But my biggest question is why did poor Scoob have to get dragged into this?
0: I agree with that as well. Like, it does feel like Scoob has just gone and hammered for no reason. Like, I want to see Scoob holiday horn. Like I don't quite understand why that had to be cancelled. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's Scooby Doo for God's sake! It's like, got nothing
0: to do with the DC who fucking. Universe. Who doesn't love Who doesn't
1: love fucking Scooby Doo?
0: And also, they're, they're constantly pumping Scooby Doo stuff out. Like, there's plenty of Scooby Doo stuff on the HBO Max thing. So it's not like they've got this incredible quality filter for Scooby Doo. You know, like they, there's I don't know that. Yeah, I. I agree with you, Rich. When this news came out, I was more disappointed on Stella's behalf than my own behalf of Batgirl. But when I saw Scoob Holiday Haunt cancelled, I'm like, really? Like, you know, he has to suffer
1: because of all this bullshit? Um, Oh, Oh, but isn't isn't Leslie Grace, isn't she the one that welcomed Michael Keaton to the DCU? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, don't you remember? She was like, oh, welcome, Michael Keaton to the DCU um wasn't she was aware like, that he'd
0: been in it like years ago
1: well he's he's a different he it wasn't called the dcu there and i'm just sure. like well you've just learned a valuable lesson in don't count your chickens before they've hatched because yeah yeah <laughs> now well, you're not even in the dcu yeah
0: yeah exactly yes what a, it's such a joke and and i assume all the actors and everyone would have gotten paid like everyone you know who got You know, obviously back-end deals would have been impacted, but apparently they were working with the directors and with her and everything to put them in other projects and stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it's a bad look. All all I'm saying is it's a really bad look. And I know that the reasoning for it, we've – all the experts, dude, all the fucking Monday morning quarterbacks who come out on the fucking online, piss me off, guys coming on, oh, it's definitely a tax write-off, it's definitely this, it's definitely that. You know, it's all to do with the merger and them trying to write down their – write down there basically you know debt and try to um conserve budgets and stuff. So I get it, but like
1: man Oh my god, what is, oh, oh my god, are they saying that it's business? Oh my god. Shock horror.
0: No, but with the mergers mergers they had a they had a deadline um of mid-August that they could write stuff down and 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 cancel projects like this and so that's why yeah. it happened, but I don't know. I I just think I I, but I think the PR that's hit.
1: that's business though. That's not something nefarious. No, definitely not. Uh,
0: but but I will say this. I do think they don't take into account the PR hit. And I think this does end up hurting them at the box office and hurts them on the streaming service. I think that there is actually
1: uh, a loss. Yeah, but I think they 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 pretty much have been fucked into a corner with Ezra Miller anyway with this DCU now. Yeah, but I think they can I be honest with you? I think they've hit the brakes on it mm. because, and this isn't my theory and it just came to me now, mm. I think they're looking for um, uh, The Rock to save the DCU and they're going to build the DCU around The Rock.
0: Right, yeah. Well, not the worst idea in the world. Um, you know, like it's odd idea. It's a strange idea, but in terms of the character he's playing, uh, like Adam, <laughs> but not the worst idea to sort of start again, you know, kind of thing i don't know well
1: it's not necessarily not start again but just kind of like shift attention to that yeah
0: yeah move it move it move it to that yeah. you know
1: because the, the problem is is the whole the batgirl now the the uh and the like it's all going to be tied to the flash the yes super girl the Batgirl, it's all going to be tied to the flash and i think what they really want to do is just move focus from that shit mm. and everything that's that's supposed to be coming out of the flash to uh, uh black adam and hopefully shazam and yeah. And go look look at this side of the DCU. Don't look at don't look at that side where yeah. we're scrapping. That. I think you know. I think look
0: you're onto the something right. there. I th- actually think you're on. And you know, funnily enough, I haven't heard a lot of people saying that, but that's a very good point. Um, but what's weird is, you know, what else they could do to move the fucking focus? Greenlight a Superman movie with Henry Cavill, and you know, yeah, yeah, and get people eyeballs away from this Flash fucking disaster. And um, yeah, and well, the fo- thing you know. Is-
1: I agree with you but i think that'll come later yeah because what they'll do is if the, if they tried that with a superman that's years down the track mm. they've, got, uh, they've got um black adam and shazam now yeah like they, they're coming out now yeah so that's a that's a fix now they're gonna go all right in the in the immediate future we this is what we're focusing on we're focusing on black adam shazam maybe all the characters coming out of black adam you know mm. Hawkman, all that sort of shit we just we're just going to disregard anything coming out of the flash
0: yeah no i understand and and like all those people like um even michael keaton it's a shame they were going to miss his performance but jk simmons as well like you know having him as they were obviously trying to set up another version of, of sort of gotham in the in the you know because they're always hoping to build shit around batman and stuff and you know, and then they're like, wow, we don't really, as you say, want to be connected to this sort of tainted movie with this tainted star. Um, you know, but the hilarious, hilarious thing is they're still sticking to that movie coming out. And can you imagine how much money they've spent on this fucking Flash movie? Like how much does this movie cost them by now in terms of just reputational damage, in, in terms of like the production costs? Then they're going to have to market it like it's it, it's surely got to be, you know, the, everyone's salaries like it's got to be a pretty expensive well, movie.
1: Can I just say I have got I've got another uh, uh, another theory. Mm. I think the reason that they're holding on to the Flash movie mm. is they want to see how well Black Adam does. Yeah, if Black Adam does really really well, I think they might just go fuck it. We're not releasing the Flash movie. Oh you, we, you, yeah. Well, we can it because. Black Adam's making like a billion dollars, you know, mm. seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars. Mm. Um I, I think if Black Adam maybe doesn't do super well, then might then release the Flash movie. Um I or, think that, I think Daryl. Right. Or maybe yeah, other maybe. way around, maybe maybe if Black Adam's a bomb, then they won't do the Flash movie. Mm. But maybe if Black Adam's successful, they will release the flash because then they would have made money on the Black Adam. I don't know, like do you know what I mean? I feel, I don't know what the reason is, but I feel like there's a reason that they're just holding this movie back, saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to release it, we're going to release it, but there never seems to be a date.
0: No, yeah, it's it, they're always kicking it down the road. like it's there's, just... there's
1: something that they're waiting to see. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's something to do with Black Adam, whether it's a success or a bomb or whatever, mm. but I feel like they're holding back on the Flash because they want to see something or what happens with Black Adam.
0: Mm. No, yeah, you you are right. Like they they're, they're forever just pushing that down the road. Like, um, to a, I almost think. See, I I think you do what you do is you edit it. You give Fl- uh, Ezra Miller's flash uh, a closing point so he doesn't, you know, he's done. And you but you get the movie out there and you sort of cut your losses. I mean, studios are, you know you you put the movie out there. You probably don't spend as much as you normally would on marketing. You you try to cut back, but you get it out there. Uh, it's done. finally, you know, it's sort of better once it's out. It's gone, and then you and you go from there. But you are right, Rich. They do have they they're so weird, like okay, no one could have probably anticipated how crazy Ezra Miller went. but. Even without Ezra Miller, they built themselves a maze of confusion at Warner Brothers over the last decade. You know, it's and it's but it's they just keep getting in. It's like going into a swamp. They keep getting deeper and deeper into this swamp. When are they going to come out, Rich? Because we had conversations before we did the show. You know, before I even did the show with Stu, I remember having dinners with you, and I was saying to you, DC have just as many good characters as Marvel. Like there is, and Warner's have had plenty of fucking successful movies and franchises and, you know, they're no strangers to the game. There is no reason they can't have a successful DC movie franchise. Like, but they've proved me wrong. You know, like, I know they've had some successes over the years, but they've had so many failures and so many cancellations that it does seem like the the lunatics are running the asylum there, Rich. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's bizarre to me. Like, I, I you know, like... This oh, is there's, a, there's, you
1: know, there's a headless chicken in charge, that's for sure.
0: God, it's just nuts. Uh, but, you, you know, and I guess the problem is a regime change comes in. And whenever a regime change comes in, there is obviously, you know, cutbacks and they, they want to promote their own projects and blah, blah, blah. But I still think if I was making that decision, they, they hurt themselves I, I think you could put out, I, I think, like, I'll be brutally honest, and no offence to Batgirl fans, no offence to my friend Stella, like, in terms of pop culture relevance, there's a hell of a lot of people in the world who don't care about Batgirl. You know what I mean? You can put that movie out reasonably low profile on HBO Max and the world moves on. I think you cause more of a stink to yourself and draw more attention with the cancellation after it's been shot. Which is a lot worse than cancelling something before they've even started filming.
1: Or, or, you know? or the cynical side is they announce the cancellation, see mm. what the the feedback is, and then look like good guys when they say we've heard you guys, we're yeah, going to yeah. release it. Yeah, which on is three or something like that. So, which is totally you know, possible. It could, you yeah. know,
0: we we could certainly be looking in, in two to three years, and um, you know, I I don't think that that's that unlikely if they've if they've shot this movie and they've got beloved stars like J K Simmons and Michael Keaton and like. They put it out on HBO Max at some point. Obviously, not now. They they wait for the heat to die down a bit, you know, and then, and I mean, look, I wouldn't have believed that Zack Snyder's Justice League would have gotten a release, but it did, you know. Mm. Um, and and I wouldn't have anticipated that. Um, I was surprised by that. Anyway, and yeah, and Scooby Doo just it just feels like he was just you know caught in the crossfire, friendly fire almost. He was. Now, Rich, I came across something which actually made my – my eyes almost rolled out of my head when I read this article. Superman, mm. Richard, fights online bullying in a new YA novel by your favourite, I believe, Rich. I think you've mentioned this person before. I'm not sure if it's a male or female. Sina Grace. I'm confident that you've Have mentioned Have I? I? I think it's one of these
1: – Grace.
0: I think so, Rich. Anyway, the point is – Superman has graduated from fighting the likes of Darkseid, Brainiac, Lex Luthor, Rich. He's now getting online and he's fighting in chat rooms, man. Well, I mean, and there's not foolish.
1: much There's not much for him to fight. I mean, in the <laughs> last YA novel, didn't he defeat the Klan or something? So, I mean, he's, you know, he's really, it's the bottom well, of the barrel the for Klu Klux. Yeah. Was it
0: the Ku Klux Klan? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Really?
1: Superman, Superman defeats the clan. I, I remember a
0: really fucking terrible comic that we read on the show that was that and it was based on like one of the old radio serials and can I just say it sucked (laughs) like like you know when people like oh wow we're gonna do the serial from like 1939 and and you know and then they do it and I was like yeah that sucked badly um yeah it was super simplistic if that's what they were aiming for that's what they got like it was like we all we all, no, no one outside of the fucking most racist. Ku-Klux, no one thinks the Ku Klux Klan is a good guy. And Superman went after them and he cleaned them up and blah, 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 Richard. And like the storyline was just so by the numbers, man. You know what I mean? Like it was just like.
1: Well, let me say, listen, don't forget in the last five years, there's been a massive sign up of clans uh, members. You know, right. mean, the organization is just like. Has it? I don't even think it's quadrupled. I think it may have like mega duplicated. Has it really? I have to make no of course not but <laughs> that's the way people carry on the last five years like i thought it was i like thought
0: it was like a fraction of what of it was.
1: was of course it is yeah but the way people carry on today it's like it's it's thriving and it's never been better and it's like <laughs> taking over the world the way people carry on the last five years it
0: was big in the 60s and stuff like yeah. um yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i bit mind you there is a lot of white nationalist hate groups out there that aren't you know, necessarily the Ku Klux Klan, but my point is not that. Like, no, I mean, you know, I'm I'm here saying they look. I I think they deserve to be shot and or jailed for life. And um, but like the the actual comic itself, it just sucked. You, know, I'm I'm sorry. Like, you can oh, tell me yeah. it's based on an old radio serial. I don't care. Well, it sucked. Well, it's dated this poorly. This
1: is the issue. I don't necessarily. I don't have a problem with them having Superman. You know, for young readers doing something related to. Cyberbullying or something like that. Sure. My problem is that people who are writing it are yeah. talentless hacks, <laughs> and it's going and, it, and it's gonna and it's not gonna be any good. <laughs> that's, well, yeah, that's that's my issue with
0: that's, it. That's that's definitely a problem. And and look, that's you know, look, there are talented people working at the big two. Now I'm just looking at oh well. Firstly, Sinigra is a male, which I didn't know. Let's have a look at the okay. So they've done. They're American writer. Comics writer, artist, memoirist. Like what, they've got memoirs, Rich? Like they've done that much, they need to have memoirs. And social media personality. He's known for writing and drawing for various publishers, including Iceman. That was the gay Iceman story. Um, Web of Spider Bitch, to be announced, so not even out yet. Go Go Power Rangers and Self Obsessed. Okay, wow. Um,
1: They're not a writer, they're an artist, is that right? So they...
0: I don't know. Like they were an editor on Walking Dead. Oh, they were an editor on Invincible as well. Those they, they were an editor at at uh, Skybound Comics. They did a lot of editing of Kirkman well, stuff.
1: You don't have you don't have to be a, a, a talented editor when you've got a good writer.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Image Comics. They did Little Depressed Boy for twenty one issues. No thanks. Burn the orphanage. We read that. It was awful. Um, and then they've done some Marvel stuff. A lot of Iceman Man. Big on Ice Man, like the gay Ice Man, is kind of there. That's their that's they that's, claim to fame, that's their it? claim to fame. Yeah, they did um, a bit of money more for- No, they haven't done much, frankly. Looking at this, like, but yet I know their names, so I think that I would dare say. Well, oh, it's
1: probably one of those. It's, it's one of those typical current. Uh, uh, artists, writers who are, spend most of their time on Twitter. And I think they are. Having yeah. articles written about the stupid shit they say so that their, their, their name becomes familiar.
0: Oh my god, look at this. Upon his departure from Sky, this is in the Wikipedia. Upon his departure from Skybound, Grace embarked on a journey of self-discovery. Oh my god. Um, like a writing and doing, art- well, like you can imagine that cynic Grace is writing this himself in the Wikipedia, <laughs> a, journey, a journey of self-discovery. Writing and doing artwork for one-off releases, not my bag, and self-obsessed. Yeah, n- never heard of them. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> yeah, so it's stuff we've never heard of, apart from the Gay Ice Man stuff. So that was that's their that's their big claim to fame, Rich. And
1: which which- can I be you, I actually completely forget about until someone actually says it. What did I spend? now? Yeah, yeah. like I, I, like I literally, I don't even know when the lot I've actually like. I don't even think I see Iceman in. Okay, I'm not really reading much of the X Men books now or anything, but I've I've completely forgotten about Iceman until someone actually says, you know. Yeah. Ice Man. I go. Oh, that's right. There's an Ice Man, and he's gay. Like I literally have forgotten all about the characters. The the funny thing,
0: and look, I think it's I. I you know, I'm not a fan of um. Because
1: oh, they gave him his own book. Is that why he's like not in the X Men books that much? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not reading them either.
0: But but like the funny thing is, like, wasn't Ice Man at least from my knowledge quite the ladies' man for like many years. That's what I remember. Um. Yeah, I, I thought he was like he was kind of like the ice version of Johnny Storm. He was,
1: well, his base, yeah, he's he's uh, he was what they call a himbo.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like I get it, like Bender's had this great fucking idea, you know. He brought in the young Ice I read the issues. I, I was just like, yeah, I guess you know what I think would have been more interesting if they were going to do that to have kept the young Ice Man gay, but have the current one be you know, whatever he was like heterosexual, I guess. And I don't know. I, but I was like, but then they exist made the current one guy as well. Like what he met his younger self and was like, Oh, you but know was, what? That's a really great. Was,
1: just to show you whatever, a, what a hack writer Bendis has become. Yeah. Or, or become more of a hack writer is he actually, the way they reveal it is he literally has just these panels of heads. Right. And Jean Grey just goes, "Oh my God, Bobby!" And yeah, went, yeah. And she's like, "She reads his mind. You're gay." And he's like, "What?" And she goes, "You're gay." And he goes, yeah. "I'm gay." And it's like, <laughs> I was like, and everyone's like, "How? How did you? How was that? A, like, how did yeah. you? Literally had a telepath." Yeah. Read someone's mind and tell them that they're gay. Yeah. And that's how you reveal it. That, that was, that was that's, I, that's I, terrible. I read right? it. I'm I like, read it. It was days. it
0: was awful. It was fucking awful. Like it was like. Yeah, it was literally what happened. Like it was literally what happened. She she read his mind. I'm not even sure if he was that hundred percent aware of it, but he, she read his mind, and I and and sort of confronted him about it or something. And it was just it was not done well. It was it was it was odd. If anything, is the only word. Like you you just felt it was like Bendis, like you know down to it. Like I always feel like Bendis has got about three ideas left. You know that he writes by. It,
1: it, might, it might be down to two now.
0: Yeah, but but he's like, there I got it, I got it, I got it." It's like, "What? Ice Man's gay?" And you, uh, if I'd been there, his editor, I'd be like, "Slow down a sec, there, big guy." You know, before you hit the old word processor. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, Ice Man's been around for a long time. He's dated a lot of women. Um, we sure about this? Oh, yeah. So anyone? Is
1: there anyone else we can look at? Maybe even Angel. He's also had anyone, a few ladies, yeah. but he's quiet. Maybe we can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, we get. We're gonna go for the out and out ladies, man. And maybe. I don't
0: give a shit. Like honestly, but like when when they when they did do that comic, I do recall that that was all that you would fucking hear like it was like oh my god I I liked Iceman when he's a member of the X-Men you know this whole Iceman on his like journey of self discovery no thanks <laughs> like, Yeah,
2: yeah like no, no thank
0: you Um yeah no it sucked unfortunately and um, so then we had uh, – we, yeah, we had the Andor trailer, Rich, um, which is for the – I know you hate the show. I know, I know everything like that. You hate Star Wars. But I thought the trailer looked pretty good, and it's coming on August 31, which I wasn't aware of. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes this is. I guess I could have done my research. Uh, have you seen the trailer, Rich?
1: Uh, honestly, no. I didn't even know there was a trailer. It,
0: it looks all right, man. It looks very big budget, like – if you're into like a bigger storyline, that's a bit more sort of like Empire versus the Rebels, and you really feel like it's a, you know, quite a big sort of story, and it looks very spectacular. This could be the this could be the show.
1: Uh, no, I'm passing.
0: You're passing again?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I have no. No, you've got Wars,
0: to watch man. it for the show. What are you talking about? You're passing. I'm, you've got I'm, to watch I'm, it for the I'm show. No
1: inter- I have no interest in Star Wars, mate. The only so what I participating is the shit that you force me to participate. I'm in. forcing you to participate. In this
0: you've got to watch the first episode, okay? And if you if you like it, you've got to watch more. But hey guys, what
1: did you say? August 31st. Yes,
0: yes. Let
1: me, a, let me just make a note here do not be home. August 31st. You've
0: got to. We're watching it. It's you don't need to be home, it's on Disney Plus, as you don't, well know.
1: Don't, don't be home on the Thursday, <laughs> which is the next day. <laughs> Uh, we will not have it ready yeah, no, and you've I've, got to I've, do it. That's all right, I've, I've taken the notes down. You've got you,
0: to you do care. it. What? Oh, why? Is it called Andor because that's the name of the guy? Is that the name I of guess. the the? Okay, yeah, so I it's guess. not not a planet. I don't know, man. Yeah, prequel series to Star Wars Rogue One in an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue. Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn into a rebel hero. You know who was in it? Um, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker was in it. Wasn't he in one of the movies? Uh, Was he in Rogue One? Yes. And he's younger in this. So in Rogue One, he was like at the end of his career. Wasn't he like half cybernetic or something? Remember? Uh,
1: Not. uh, Maybe he had like a cybernetic leg or a bad leg or something because I remember him walking with a limp.
0: But he was like super hammered, remember? Like he was like – because that character – I think he may have had a
1: breathing – I think he may have had a chest breathing thing on. Yes.
0: Well, he doesn't have it in the prequel. In the prequel, he looks young or he doesn't have the breathing thing. And is that character famous in Star Wars? Because I believe he was in Rebels or something. He was in something, I think. I think I've seen he that guy.
1: Famous? Not to me.
0: I, th- I believe that character, Richard. And you've got to delve into your Star Wars knowledge here. I believe that character has been in other media, whether it's comics No, he or... has.
1: He's been in the video game and he's been in Rebels, but that doesn't, to me, that doesn't make him like some famous fucking Star Wars character. What it video game? Some, the fallen, uh, oh, fallen, fallen Order, Jedi okay. Fallen Order. Right, okay. Well, I don't know, I just... Just put it out there, man. Like, you're always, like, He's a pretty shitty character, man. He's a fucking one-dimensional fucking (laughs) lame-ass character, so who gives a shit, honestly? Well, you know, okay,
0: fair enough. But, Rich, you're always, like, find something new, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not
1: new, Dave. (laughs) I'm not interested in Disney Star Wars. How is that new? Just because they release a new Star Wars Disney shitty TV show doesn't make it a new thing. All right, but
0: you, I will remind you, you do have to watch it for the show. You have to watch one episode.
1: Yeah, not to worry, mate. I've made notes. If made you notes. hate
0: it, if you hate it, you don't have to watch the but rest. But
1: I already hate it.
0: Doesn't matter, man. You've got to be you on the show. You just
1: said if I hate it, I don't have to watch it. If,
0: if. You don't no, enjoy no the if, first episode
1: if you no if. if you don't it's, enjoy
0: the first episode. Maybe the first episode said, will surprise you, man.
1: Mate, I fucking hate Rogue One. So why would I enjoy this? <laughs> I don't. I hate that character already from Rogue One. Why would I enjoy this?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, who knows, man? As you know, as it's a wonderful world. You might, you might, you might be turned around. You might embrace your joy. You know, you might find your joy, as they say. You know
1: visualize Mate, if, if i can't get any joy out of fucking obi-wan tv show it's no waste i'm getting fucking any joy out of an andor tv show <laughs> yeah
0: i probably agree with you there um regardless i will watch it myself um you know because you know i'm professional um now you're idiot is what,
1: what was that richard you're an you're an idiot is what
0: you're jesus are. richard you want to be come on buddy cheer up cheer up we've got a long way to go on this show man you know Let's face it, Rich. Like I, I will say this, and and believe you me, dude. I'm not sitting here going, man. You know what? I needed a Cassie and Andor show. It did look visually pretty fucking stunning. I will say that for it, just the visuals.
1: I, I uh, haven't seen it, but I'm sure it was just fucking dark alleyways. No, it
0: wasn't. There was there was a lot of shit going on. There was. Uh, there was a real lack of that, actually. It was a lot more like you saw lots of ships floating around, planets, all that kind of stuff. It was a bit more sort of... Uh, it, it looked really quite cool, you know, um, actually. So it wasn't... Well, I know what you're thinking, but it wasn't that. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. Like You, you might be... You, you never know. I mean, although I doubt it, you might be surprised, you know. Imagine if you were surprised by something that you thought you would hate. You know, wouldn't wouldn't that sort of, like, make you go, wow, I was, I was, you know, maybe not wrong or right word, but you were like, wow, I really thought that was going to suck. Because that happens to me sometimes, where I'm like, I, I, I think something's going to really suck. And then I'm like, wow, I'm really enjoying this, you know? Like Paper Girls, I wasn't super pumped for it. And I was like, wow, that was actually, it's a really good show. You know? Uh, the
1: difference between having no expectations or mm. low expectations to actually like being repulsed by something though they
0: <laughs> repulsed that's a strong word rich
1: i no, i'm sorry but I, <laughs> disney Star Wars repulses me anything i see from uh, it i literally it, it it's like a it's like a uh, uh, you know a magnet with the two yeah it repels uh, like, like just, just, pew, just like two positive just pew, All right fair me.
0: enough well okay you've only got to watch the first episode then uh, just for discussion purposes you, and and then from then on I will take over okay now
1: I don't even think you'll stick with it Dave that's my prediction
0: uh it's a couple thing for, for me the Star Wars stuff is a couple thing like I didn't love um I didn't love uh Boba Fett that much. And I hung in there. In fact, I didn't even really like Mandalorian Caesar 1 that much, even though everyone else did. Um, yeah, and
1: Obi-Wan wasn't that good either. So Yeah, know, but so I, enjoyed,
0: a great I enjoyed Obi-Wan. I, I didn't mind Obi-Wan. You know, I, I, I enjoyed Obi-Wan more than I enjoyed um, Boba Fett, like honestly. You know, I, I, I didn't hate Obi-Wan. I, I thought it was okay. Um, uh, Boba Fett, I I had more problems with probably because I fucking prefer Boba Fett the character, you know. But
1: uh see the difference with for me why Obi Wan is worse is mm. because, as I said, Boba Fett just the Boba Fett show just ruins Boba Fett, mm. but the Obi Wan show ruins Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, like it ruins Vader and ruins Obi Wan. Mm. It introduces new shitty characters that are supposed to be important. Mm. In between the 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 prequel and the the sequel, it breaks. Um, yeah, no, I hear yeah. law and history. Like at least at least the Boba Fett show it exists in its own bubble. Yeah, and yeah. just ruins Boba Fett. Yeah, it doesn't actually ruin any other history or lore of Star Wars like um, like Obi Wan does. That that yeah. that's why I think Obi Wan to me is worse than Bob than Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, I oh, am, yeah, man. you really hated that one. You know, you were you were pretty pumped up actually it was pretty funny um but you know at the end of the day man like it is just tv i'm sorry but it's you know i just get to that point where i'm like none of them have been that fantastic like none of it's that fucking great like everyone you know you know what i'm getting now uh, a lot on um on 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 media is these people who i believe have an agenda and they're sort of like, oh, we're living in an age of plenty. And, yeah, we kind of are, but it, we're also living in an age of mediocrity. Um, you know, it's like, you know, like the likes of Kevin Smith, but a lot of his clones, they're like, you know, back in the early 80s, we only had Incredible Hulk and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, yeah, but, like, what you're getting now is you're getting such a formula on everything. And you're getting, you're you, they're spamming you. But they're spamming you with the same flavor, with very minor adjustments. And they're not taking the chances that even the comic books and books took, you know? They're they're playing it so safe and they're they're piecemeal feeding you because they want you to keep watching. So they're not giving you... I often feel like I'm not getting a full meal from these shows. Like, Like, yeah, I agree. On the surface, it's cool. Like, if you told me when I was fucking 13, 12, 13 oh, you know, you're going to have all these Star Wars shows on your TV every night. I would have been over the moon, you know? But, and I still kind of, like, am kind of enjoying it, but I'm also, like, I do think there's a lot of mediocrity in the material as well. Like, you can't tell me the Captain America and the fucking Winter Soldier, whatever that was called. To me, that was so generic. You know, like, it was so, like, 6 out of 10. And at the end of the day... Yeah, it's a Marvel show, but I, you know, and it's Marvel characters, blah, blah, blah. But the actual execution was just so mind-numbingly generic, you know? And and I I cite that as an example of something that just seemed very unambitious, uh, kind of boring, unmemorable, like it was content, it was okay, watch it over dinner, but nothing about it. Whereas when I watched Paper Girls, I was like, well, wow, this show's actually got some peaks and, tr- you know, differences in emotion like in tone there was a bit of stuff going on it was more interesting whereas i feel like a lot of the product that are being pumped out and not just i don't want to just say just marvel but it's not just it's not it's definitely not just marvel but across the board there is there is there is an element of mediocrity and formula that is just getting pumped and they're spamming it and i hear a lot of people pushing back saying they're getting a little tired of the marvel stuff and i'm kind of like yeah, I'm pretty in deep on it. And even I'm like, yeah, the, the water's a little fucking tepid, you know? Do you hear what I'm saying, Rich?
1: Yeah, but I mean, but this is why, like, it's always best to leave you – know, you know the old adage, right? It's hmm. obviously it's, it's uh, quality over quantity.
0: Sure, they've always got the opposite them, way now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but th- that's why they're saying, like, always leave them wanting more. Yeah. You know what I mean? You – you leave them where they're like they go. Oh, but I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry because then they still have that passion, that hunger to watch the stuff when it comes out. Although I do but, think
0: George left us a little too hungry in terms of Star Wars. I think he could have done a bit more with Star Wars from '83 to '90. No, no, no. But I'd say
1: there is a there is a balance. He left them yeah. certainly wanting more. But to be fair, at least we we did manage to get a little snacks in with the games and the novels. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like there was nothing. Would we have liked another movie? Yes. Uh, And it is terrible that it took like so long. And then we got the prequels. But my point is with Marvel and and even like HBO, like stop, that's why I said, stop throwing like everything up against the wall. Mm. Because what you're doing is you're just, you're overfeeding us. You're, you know, you're shoving the stuff down our throat. Yeah. And we just, we just want quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy. Look, that's why I said, I'm happy to only get like maybe two or three shows a year. Mm. if they high quality mm. do you know what i mean yeah. like i would yeah. much rather get two or three disney plus shows or, or marvel plus shows whatever you want to call them a year as long as they were like really high quality yeah you could put some more money behind it you could get the story you know mm. maybe do 10 episodes. like if you could spend the time to give me three quality yeah. shows a year i would much prefer that than having like six or seven and all of them being like yeah, mediocre like, it's
0: okay kind of thing. Like, it's it's not bad, you know, you're sort of like, yeah, but you know what, it's not, it's not great. Um, Yeah, but that's the thing, and I just, there's a weird thing, like, part of me is definitely like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff to enjoy, and I do cherry pick, you know, but I also do feel that they're spamming it so hard, like Disney in particular, because they own Marvel and Star Wars, they're spamming it so fucking hard. And I don't think that their, like, quality is that high. It's not that bad, but it's definitely not that high. Like, they seem to be very happy to to get a 6 out of 10. They're like, 6 out of 10 and more to come. (laughs) That's kind of like their motto. You know, like, wow, wasn't that just, like, barely enough? Well, we got more. And I don't know.
1: So... Well, I guess for them, it's it's about having content. It's it's better to have like mediocre content for the streaming service than nothing because mm. they need to keep people uh, subscribed for every month.
0: Well, that that's the real reason why it's happening. Of course, it is. It's just to pump stuff out, get it on the platform, and it's just it's yeah, but, a factory, you know.
1: No, but no, but that's fine. I like I understand that you need content for your streaming platform, but then how about you spread mm. the franchises? right mm. so what you say to yourself is right we're only going to have let's say two marvel shows a year mm. two uh lucas for star wars shows a year and then you've got other properties your disney for god's sakes mm. you've got toy story you've got your 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 fantasy stuff you've got your dark ducks your rescue there's other stuff there's other movies that probably you own fox now mm. so what you could do is how about you take that money and that energy and instead of trying to give us Four Marvel shows and four Star Wars shows a year. Mm. Spread it and go mm. right. We're only going to do two Marvel. We're going to do two Star Wars. We're going to, you know, do two of this, one of this, one of like spread it around your different franchises that you now own. Yeah, a gazillion of, and give us a variety at least of content than just the same franchise shoved down our gullets. I you hear you, man. Think of.
0: I totally hear you. Um... I, I hear you, and you know what, though? I don't think they hear you, and it's that's the amusing thing. They always seem to be like, we don't even give a shit what the responses are like now. And the only I guess the only thing they're paying attention to is the subscriber rates on Disney+. Plus. That's, that's what it all comes down to. If Disney+, Plus really plateaued and dipped, they would have a problem, but I guess right now they're just like, keep churning, keep burning, you know? Like, that seems to be the motto, and I'm in that position where I'm a bit of a cynic, but I just think I, – I just hope that they fucking somehow churn out a good show. Like, I enjoyed Loki. Uh, you know, Loki was a bit more of my cup of tea. Now, it wasn't a perfect show, and I didn't really like the final episode. But overall, I thought it was, you know, interesting um, and a bit different.
1: I, I mean, look, as I said, I mean, you can you you, you can certainly – you're going to get some good ones when you throw – you know, as I said, if you're going to throw a plate against the wall, something – Yeah. One of those meatballs is going to stick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I just, yeah, it's it's just getting to the point where, and and the problem is, is yes, as you say, it's it's streaming, so you it's very hard to speak with your wallet because you may have the Disney Plus streaming for something else. Sure, yeah, of course. There could be a different show, but it doesn't matter because your money's still going towards.
2: Yeah,
0: and I don't like like, on a personal. I don't care that much. Like, I'm not like you know, like. I'm if Disney are giving me like Disney have got a lot of shit on there that I like you know and it's I, I don't question my Disney subscription but if 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 for example it was you know people I believe in speak with your wallet if it's like if a game comes out and like the games have burnt you and you once were a fan like let's say the next Elder Scrolls was fucking terrible you know um I would vote with my wallet and and not support like their downloads expansions and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff and if a comic book you know I don't like it. I'll stop buying it. Disney have the, like, they do actually have a lot of content I like. You know, like, just the other day I was like, I wonder if they've got the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, you know, because I wanted to watch the Spider-Verse after we read the comic. And, yeah, they did. And I was like, oh, sweet.
1: Um, So they do have a lot of
0: cool stuff on there. So Yeah, but, I mean,
1: look, the the only way you can show them if something is good or not Mm. is – is not to watch it. And that's why I always like to say, if I don't enjoy something, I'd want, I want to stop after like two or three episodes because Mm -hmm. that analytic shows them if someone drops off, Mm. you know, if, if thousands of people stop watching after episode two, they might go, my God, no one's watching the show. So we're not going to waste money on a season two because no one's, that's money wasted. No one's watching it. So the only way that you can, that you can show if you're in you know, that you don't want to get any more of the shit is to not watch it. That's the only way to do that's it. True. It's, it's like it's, titled, it's like yeah. not going to the movies, but you've got to but again, it's so hard because the stream you're like, yeah, but it's there. It's easy to watch. Let I me mean, just see what the shit is and I'll yeah. I'll hate watch it. You know what I mean? I'm what I'm not that person. I don't no. hate watch something. Neither I, neither I if it, I don't yeah. enjoy something, I'm not gonna watch it to bitch and moan about it. I will literally just go that's it. Well, that's the healthy,
0: continue. that's the healthy way to go. Like, I mean, what's the, what's the point? There's so much content out there, old and new that like, you know, Michelle and I, we watch most of these shows together. You know, we try to make it a couple show. And then if one of us likes it and one of us doesn't, it's a solo show, you know, but if both of us are like, this sucks, we just abandon.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, I would much rather talk about shit that I love mm. and that I'm really enjoying that things that I'm like hating, Do you know what I mean? Like, Definitely. Uh, look, we are reviewing stuff for the show, but I'm talking about in my life. Sure, I'd much rather, you know, I'd much rather go up to someone and go like, "Oh my god, you've got to watch Spy Family" or something like you know what I mean. Oh, it's such a wonderful show. Whatever, I don't want to talk to someone. Oh my god, I just watched the latest episode of obi One. Fuck, I fucking hated that and this and that. I don't want to like spend my time like bitching and moaning about shows. So sure. I just don't. I I prefer not to just watch shows that I know are gonna
0: yeah but you did sign certain contracts in Blood Ridge, so you do have to watch first episodes, so that's what it comes down to. But I do agree with you I, I do agree with your sentiments quite frankly. Uh, now, an actress was cast in the Madam Webb movie, which by the way, has quite a good cast. So the actress cast, and she really is an odd looking girl. Uh, Z- Zosia Mamet, not someone I've ever heard of um has been added to the Madam webcast. Uh now people in the cast are Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, Emma Roberts, who I really like, Celestio O'Connor, Ta- Tahir Ram, oh, people we've never heard of, like I'm not going to keep going. Like people but it does have like people like Emma Roberts. I fucking love Emma Roberts. I think she's hot as hell. Are uh, you familiar with Emma Roberts, Rich? She was like in um Scream Queen. she was in uh well, I think she was in Judy Bloom like years ago. So what, uh, uh, not really.
1: what's this movie about? Madam Webb. You know Madame Webb? So in, all of those are all of those women Madam Webb? Or no, I thought Madam so, Webb was like a Spider Man thing. So is Spider Man not in it?
0: It's a Sony movie, so it's from the Spider Verse. Okay, so But
1: every name you just said now was a woman, right? Yeah.
0: I think it's a women focused movie or something. So Okay, so get this. So get this. So as we know, in the movies, sorry, in the comics and also in the animated show, Madam Web's like an elderly woman. Like she's fucking even older than Aunt May. And um, due to her age and medical condition, Madam Web never fought any villains because she was so fucking old. Um, She was also a clairvoyant who died and passed on her powers to Julia Carpenter and was also a mutant. This is quickly becoming an ensemble film, and maybe where we see some other characters like Black Cat, Spider Woman, and more make their film debuts, which would make sense if Madame Web's kind of like the Professor X of the fucking Spider Verse. You know, she's stuck in a like you know web, and you know, little room that I remember she was in. That room with all the stuff coming out of her, and um, you know, and they've got all the stuff like Black Cat, Silver Sable, and all that stuff happening. I, I, I
1: didn't. I never ever thought I would. I would ever see. Some what? company stupid enough to make a Madam Web movie.
0: Well, they're using it as an ensemble
1: thing, man. So
0: it's like Madam Web's going to kind of like, I agree. It's weird that you would just, uh, it's not weird that Madam Web's in a Spider-Man movie. I mean, that's not weird. It's weird that she,
1: it's no, titled it's, No, to Web. me it's weird that she's not in a Spider-Man movie, that she's getting her own movie. I've got no it's issues in a Spider-Man movie where Madam Web's in Spider-Man. But it's a Spider-Verse movie, dude. That. It's a
0: Spider-Verse movie. You know, Spider-Verse, Sony
1: verse Spider-Verse, I think they call it. So, I'm so sick and tired of this fucking multiversity shit. Seriously.
0: It's not multiversity, man. Like it's, it's the Spider-Man
1: universe. It's, that's still a multiple universe made. Everyone's got their <laughs> multiversities happening right now. I'm really fucking over it, man. It's like, it's the flavor of the fucking year. Honestly.
0: Well, I'm enjoying it. Um, but you're not listening to what I'm saying, Richard. Wait, the Spider-Verse is just the universe of the, of the Spider-Man characters that Sony own. Do you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily like Multiverse. It's just they own all the Spider-Man Dave, characters.
1: Have you're splitting hairs. It's a no. multiverse called the Spider-Verse. It's the same thing.
0: No, multiverse is like Earth 7, Earth 6, Earth 8, That's all the that kind of stuff. Same
1: with shit. the Spider-Verse. There's different Earths with different Spider Men, mate. It's no, 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 no.
0: But I'm, I'm 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 no, I am making a point here. That I agree with you, the Spider-Verse, like into the Spider-Verse, yeah, is definitely, I agree, a multiverse. Yes, where you had Peter Porker and Spider Man Noir, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm. But the Spider it's actually called the Sony verse. And the Sony-verse is just all the Spider-Man characters in the regular, regular Spider-Man universe that they own. So they own all of Spider-Man's, you know, rogues uh, and his allies, okay, that they created in the comics. And I, I don't know exactly just I, – I believe they have to have originated in Spider-Man comics. And They own all that, and they call that the Sony-verse because it's, they, they, it's like a whole universe of Spider-Man characters so you know, they own all know, that so,
1: you know it's so funny it's like to me it's like um like what sony has seen uh marvel make these mm. gourmet meals right mm-hmm. Their the mcu movies <laughs> with you know and with massive with all these ingredients and then they go home and open the pantry and all they got is like a box of mac and cheese and they try and make the same recipe because they try to make their own fucking Sony-verse and they have no fucking characters. Well, oh, they've got
0: a lot of characters. Spider-Man has they a lot got of characters. they no characters,
1: man. They've got no characters.
0: They, well, they, that's why they're crossing over. But, but that's they, why you get
1: in a Madam Web movie because there's no characters. There
0: is a lot of Spider-Man <laughs> man characters, man. He has a lot of rogues and stuff. Like, he does need a bit of help, dude. Hey,
1: Marvel, Marvel Comics have a lot of characters. Well, that Venom. Anything.
0: Venom, man. Venom is yeah, one it Yeah, that's fine. You've got,
1: you've got two characters, but I mean, they could, God, for God's sakes, we're getting a Craven movie. Craven. We, we've, we've had a failed Mo- 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 Mobius movie. We're getting a fucking... Meta- there is no characters in the spider web that you can build a universe from, man. <laughs> Vulture? No again a, not that you can build I mean he's got Spider-Man's got some great ensemble Rhino
0: Rhino players. Rhino he's got
1: interesting villains but you cannot build a <laughs> an integrated universe like the MCU with well, the Spider-Man Well
0: okay fine but they are doing it anyway Richard so if
1: I know they're going they're going <laughs> to fail miserably
0: well, so far, they haven't failed. So far, Venom took a lot of money, man. Venom 1 and 2 took lots I'm of sorry, money. I'm sorry,
1: did you, or you say that Mobius was a success? Mobius Is that what was I just not, said? Mobius, they haven't failed? You, Mobius, they haven't failed?
0: Is that what you said? Mobius was not a success, but Venom 1 and 2 have been and very you successful.
1: No, no, that's not what you said. You just said they haven't <laughs> failed. But Well, they haven't failed so, yet.
0: It's not, a, not an overall failure. Like, they've made money. Mobius wasn't a
1: failure?
0: I'm saying Overall. Like, didn't they overall. put it back
1: in the cinema, which actually made them lose more money?
0: What do you say? What's, what?
1: Didn't they put Mobius back in the cinema, which cost them more money and they lost <laughs> oh, more Mo- money? Mo-
0: Mobius that? wasn't a success. I just mean, overall, they've actually done very well with the Spider Man uh, characters. Like, Sony have done, made a lot of money off Spider Man. You know, they've made a lot of fucking yeah, money off Spider Man.
1: The was Spider Man, I agree, but nothing else.
0: Venom, one and two.
1: Two was not as successful as it one. Made though, it Made plenty
0: of money though, Rich. It made plenty it, of money. We i I'll, 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 Listeners can go back to the tapes. You know, it made plenty of money. It made its money. It was a hit, Rich. You know, it made a profit. Is all I'm saying. Like, and I do believe.
1: I love, I love that when it's something you like, the, the bar becomes so fucking low <laughs> for what is. Um, a success. I'm.
0: Have I mentioned? First, on, I'm sick. Hang on. I want, sick. I want to just tell you something.
1: The first Venom movie made 1856 million. million. The second one made only $506 million. How That's much did the first one make? $856 Okay. Million. And what did the second one make? $506 million. Okay. That is a massive drop. It off is a big drop. That's off. not a success. I'm sorry. It is no, a success. No. No, 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 no. It's Compared a to the first one, that is not a success. That is a okay. failure compared to the first but one. But
0: if you look at the budget of the second one and the and, marketing, it's it all comes uh, down to no, how much no, no, money it made. It
1: doesn't matter, mate. You should always, if your first movie is a success, mm. success, you should make more off the second movie.
0: You should. You should. And it wasn't a terrible movie. I mean, I'm surprised by that because I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, Venom 2. Let me be, be honest
1: As I said, my biggest problem, I didn't enjoy Venom 2 as much as Venom 1, and that's because Venom – again, Venom 2, the problem is the same with Thor and Love, and Love and Thunder. I found Venom 2 dropped the darker horror elements and just went almost straight for comedy. It
0: went fairly wacky. He was like, it went from r to like,
1: what it sounded like
0: was PG, it also went quite Deadpoolish, almost. You know, exactly. with yeah, oh.
1: yeah, But
0: I enjoyed it, man. I've got to be honest. I actually like those movies. Like, they're not great movies, but I but like a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun. It's
1: kind of like it's kind, you know what it reminds me of. Yeah, like seriously, there's, McDonald's. There's a character you know, for that though. yeah. But there's a character for that. Don't. Oh. Why do you want your food to taste like McDonald's? But it's There's Venom, making- dude.
0: It's Venom. Yeah, but- like, he is kind of funny. He's kind of no, crazy. No,
1: no, I think it shows people wanted more of Venom 1, not Venom, not Venom 2. They didn't want another Deadpool. They didn't want another MCU jokey-jokey marathon. They wanted Venom 1, and, we, and the second movie gave them MCU Deadpool crap. And no I did
0: like that. the part where, I mean, I'm sure you hated it, where he was in the band and stuff. That was kind of funny. You know, you know when he hits the stage and stuff, and he's like singing or doing whatever he was doing. I forget, but I enjoyed that. You know, well, I know you would have hated it that, Rich. But you know, like frankly, like no offense, You sometimes you aren't much fun. You know, <laughs> you are Captain No Fun. Like, let's be honest. Like, it, I, I, yeah.
1: mate, I love horror movies. So don't, it wasn't I don't, a horror I, movie. It wasn't a horror no, movie. No, no. It was a I, comedy but my point is I love horror movies and I feel like Venom should be a horror movie. And you, I feel like Venom yeah. was a bait and switch where they took something that was not horror was horror light. Mm. But then in the second when I was like, Oh, you know what? That Venom movie wasn't too bad. I'll actually, I'll watch the second one. And yeah. then when I got to the second, I was like, why the fuck am I watching Deadpool? I thought I was, I, so I feel like you hooked, they hooked me in and then they did me the, the bait and switch. Now, if you're going to give me a comedy, then give me a comedy. But if you're mm. going to give me this and come the second movie now, all of a sudden it's a comedy, that's not what I, it's not what you signed up, what for. I signed up for. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah, wanted man. you. You promised me something else off the first movie.
0: They really should run these <laughs> movies by you, you know, before they go to release. Oh, look,
1: we, we discussed this. Screen. as the Same with the Joel Schumacher. Is you had the right balance? Yeah. In the first movie, that's why your first movie made almost a billion dollars. You then, for some reason, overcompensated mm. and were like, oh, people seem to like the jokes. Put in 50 million more jokes because people love the jokes. And then people were like, oh, no, this isn't like the first movie. I'm, this is not so good. Don't, no one go watch it. And then you made less money. Like, yeah. Why would you not just give people more of what they wanted? And when I say more, I don't mean the amount. I mean, just give them in the vein of what you gave them in the first movie just a sprinkle of comedy some cool horror a bit of scariness why why would you go into that Deadpool lane when that's not what your first movie was
0: well I guess you know in fairness though like the character of venom he got softened a lot uh, as the years went by you know he became quite jokey from my memory of venom
1: hey, you, know? you can't no, forget about the comics man but they you did can't but They did, you though. Cannot, from from Venom one to two, you can't change the character that much between two movies. Forget about the comics. Yeah, I'm
0: just saying, but I, but I think that's where they took a bit of a cue from as well. I were like, will they, well,
1: they. Why didn't they take a cue from that in the first movie? Then I don't know. If Rich. If, if that comics were around,
0: I don't know. You'd have to ask the director. And, I'm asking you.
1: Well, I don't know, man.
0: Like because it's I don't know. I I I don't have the answer for you, man. I I I mean, there was a bit of comedy in Venom one you know
1: yeah it, w- it was a dash which was fine
0: <laughs> i'm just looking at the metacritic for venom 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 1 oh no i don't think i'm looking at the right movie i'm looking at a different movie yeah so okay, let's let's find the metacritic on venom 1 venom metacritic <clears throat> let's see what it is okay so here we go critical reviews for venom 1 35 okay so it's a, that's that's really bad okay um you know, so it had a really bad metacritic score let's see what the Metacritic is on on venom 2 I would think it'll be in the low 50s if I'm if I'm guessing but let's have a look I could be completely wrong critic reviews for venom 2 49 so there you go so I was close um but as you say I think the audience score was down and I yeah you are you're you're right I mean you're not wrong the word of mouth
1: heard it of course and I mean yeah, that's, but you see, I that's my point the the critics love MCU shit. Well, it only so, got a forty-nine, so that's no, not, no, no. Um, but my, no, but it, my point is that's still higher than the first movie. It is. It is. So yeah. when you started going Deadpool MCU lane, also now that you're getting better reviews from the critics, but your audience score is going down because the audience is like, I did this is not what Venom you sold me on Venom.
0: I know, but but do you sometimes think? And I'm just gonna get a little um, you know, out of the box here. Do you sometimes think that no matter what the result, we rationalize it? kind of thing like at the end of the day they're making a product they obviously audience tested it they they tried to you know they they do make like a movie like venom one and two are made by fucking committee because sony are desperate to get a hit as you say out of the spider-man franchise they're squeezing it um you know and, and then the movie comes out and it opens and it does okay but as you say it doesn't uh, doesn't go over the very high number of venom one underperform slightly and then the rationalizations come in whereas if the movie had come out and let's just say it had hit a bit bigger and venom 1 wasn't anticipated to make that much money and and say it, it had made that much money then the rationalizations come out again and we're dealing with the same product I just feel sometimes in pop culture commentary that no matter what happens everyone's got a rationalization you know what I mean like it's just it just gets to that point. It's like sports. It, you know, the, everyone's got a theory kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, that's so, that's kind of why I try to separate myself from it a lot, and I just tend to watch the product and, and see if I like it or not. Because I just find when you go online, there's just – do you know but what I mean? I,
1: but I don't go online. Everything. No, I know is, you don't. No, I, I know you don't. I'm, I, don't, I I'm just putting it I out mean, there, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, well, I suppose we live in a – or we share things more like mm. with YouTube, Twitter, mm. Instagram, people are sharing more. And so people are watching more. So people, I guess, yeah, they're looking for people to make sense of something, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes, cause you know, w- w- you could have someone who maybe watched Venom one, they really enjoyed it. Mm. Watched Venom two and was like, I didn't enjoy that much. How come I didn't enjoy that that much? Mm. And then maybe just listening to someone yeah,
0: kind of forms their I view
1: dissect it or break it down. They go, oh, of course, yeah, oh, yes, he's right. There was a lot more jokes in it. Maybe that's what I wasn't responding to. Or yes, there wasn't as blood as much blood and guts and gore. Maybe you know because some people they they know they they feel they don't like something, but they can't put it into words. They, have, just like,
0: yeah, I hear. You. Have you ever watched? Because some classic movies, I'll you know have got a reputation, and I'll watch them and I enjoy them. But I, th- I sometimes think, like in the dead of night, you know, if I have five seconds to think about these things, I think if I hadn't known who Orson awesome Welles was, if I hadn't known the reputation of the movie, would I think Touch of Evil is a masterpiece? Do you know what I mean? If I just walked into that film and watched it and didn't know anybody and watched it, would I, or am I influenced by the reputation of the movie, which I knew? before I watched it, and I searched the movie down and, and watched it with very high expectations, and I enjoyed it, but it was filtered through a layer of analysis before I'd seen the movie that I'd read. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm trying to yeah,
1: say. Yeah, but that's hard to know about anything because, mm. unfortunately, mm. everything's going to be filtered through something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you may have seen... Yeah, but as opposed to before. as
0: opposed to a movie that you've never, you know, seen... And um, or heard of, and then you watch it, and you're like, "Wow, that movie blew me away." Do you know maybe, what I
1: mean? Maybe, maybe. Mm. I mean, it depends. It depends on the person. I mean, there's 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 things that I've been told that are like is really good classics, and I'm like, I didn't enjoy that. So yeah. I don't know. It did. I guess it just depends. I mean, well, a
0: movie like The Conversation, I'm going to rewatch it. I've watched half of The Conversation, and I just don't get it. And, and I like Francis Ford Coppola. You know, like in general, mm. like I I like. The majority of his films, I've seen nearly all of them, but I and I like Gene Hackman, and I actually think Gene Hackman's very good in the conversation. But I just don't get the movie. I don't, I, I don't understand the hype. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm, am I dumb? And so I, I switch it off, and I'm going to rewatch it. You know, when I'm in a better frame of mind and and a bit more rested, and I'll see if I enjoy it because I'm just like, I do not understand why this movie is a classic, and you know. I don't know, and it's just like Gene Hackman's holding it together. But I'm like, fuck, it doesn't seem that classic, and it also seems very confusing and boring.
1: Um, well, the thing is, know. it doesn't matter if a movie is a classic; um, mm. it's whether or not um, it resonates with you at the end of the day. It, it, it. If if it's just something that speaks to you, if it's just something that yeah, you're you're interested in. I mean, uh, if you you know. Maybe you don't like horror movies, but someone tells you this is the greatest horror movie ever made. Doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it just because it's the greatest sure. horror movie. because it might not be made. my cup
0: of tea. You know
1: exactly, it might not be something that resonates with you or connects with you. So you know that's why I say it doesn't really matter if if something is considered, it's whether it's still going to resonate with you or not. Like,
0: like a good example is um, like Vertigo. You know, I'd, I'd heard it was the greatest film. So well. watched it, couldn't believe how good it was. Like it really blew me away, and. You, you know, people call it the greatest movie of all time, which I—I I mean, I don't agree with, but I—I I, I think it's incredible. So there's many a movie where I've watched it and gone, or oh, Psycho, and I've gone, man, like just fantastic. You know, like from, yeah. from 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 beginning to end, like just incredible. So a lot of these movies, um, you know. That get kind of find you know wind up in all time lists. I can definitely see their worth, but I'm got to say the conversation was one where I'm like, I am not even getting this movie. I'm not understanding it, uh, the purpose of it or anything. So anyway, now moving on to other things, we had Star Wars and quote Star. I'm not sure if he's really a star. John Boyager, denied rumors he's been already secretly cast in one of Marvel's upcoming projects and. He had a quote, Richard, which was just so grandiose that I just felt we had to actually um, share it uh, and read it out in full. So this is the quote from John Boyega when he denies the rumours that he's joining the MCU. That's not in the vision for me now. I want to do nuanced things. I want to donate my services to original indie movies that come with new, fresh ideas because I know it's real hard to top Iron Man in that universe. End quote. John Boyega, you've been forgettable in Star Wars, which is the only thing I've seen you in. Uh, You can talk all you want about how they didn't give you enough character. You were also pretty poor as an actor. Can I say that, Rich? Would you agree? Uh,
1: Oh, I thought he was okay in the first movie. I mean, it's the only one I've really seen him in. I mean, Mm. he's pretty – Well, he's in the other two. I mean, I know he's in that second Pacific Rim movie, but, I mean, that was almost straight to fucking – DVD movie, honestly, or straight to streaming movie. Um, I've not
0: actually seen that. I enjoyed the first movie. I haven't seen the second one.
1: Wouldn't bo- I? Wouldn't bother with the second one mm. if if you like the first one, that's I enough. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did like the first one quite a bit, but i would never seen the uh, second one. Yeah, no second. I wouldn't bother with the second one. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I haven't. Uh, uh, he's not impressed me, but I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot, so I'm not gonna. You're not gonna uh, slam him. I, I, I have a I have a very small pool to poo, to pull from, like mm-hmm. a. But um, he's
0: talking like he's got this great repertoire,
1: you know. Yeah, he's, and when he I says see- he's going
0: to donate his services, well, like donating is you, he? I assume he's getting paid. That's not donation.
1: Well, no! I hope that he's doing it for free. If he's donating. <laughs> in India, they can't afford to pay. You know. So, <laughs> it, it, why, cool.
0: why am I thinking that in like two to three years, John Beagor will be turning up in some Marvel piece of shit somewhere, like? You know what I mean? Like when he realizes the cash isn't in those movies after all, and guess what? His name doesn't have the cachet he's imagining either. With audiences, um, he wasn't the man responsible for fucking Force Awakens breaking a billion I'm, dollars.
1: I'm not surprised that he's going to go the indie route because I think um, I think I think Star Wars pretty much um, soured him on probably um, big name franchise. <laughs>
0: Why? Because he copped a bit of heat from the fans and stuff.
1: I uh, not a bit of heat. Like, well, not just him. Like the whole thing has been a shit show. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing has been divisive. It's been, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's not celebrated. Like, um, suck it up. There's my response. Suck story. it up, princess. But I'm just saying, I'm not surprised that he's probably like, I'm not interested anymore. I just want to do indie work and it's... and be in be. Uh, praised for my.
0: At t- least if he goes and does indie work, I'll never have to see him again because he annoys me. Because um, I'm certainly not turning up to any of his indie shit. Uh, that that you know, that's 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 a fucking no go zone for me. No way, no day. You know, I can't even. Maybe he's got skills that we're not giving him credit for, Rich. Maybe he's got a hidden you know, hidden talents that we're not giving him. Do you think we're oh, I under said, I
1: mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't even know what he's been in. That's the thing. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I have no opinion on the guy pretty much at all because I've let's only seen him in, let's
0: have a look at what he's been in. In let's, like let's, one and
1: a half things.
0: So he, let's have a look and, and we'll go to his filmography
1: uh and just
0: see what, what Oh no, film wait, film sorry.
1: I think he was in that movie attack the block. That was a funny movie when, when he, when he was a kid or younger. Okay, that was a funny movie.
0: All right, so, yes, you are right. Well done, Rich. Attack the Block, nothing I've ever heard of, uh, Junk Hearts, so nothing I've ever heard of. Then Star Wars Force Awakens, he was in something called The Circle. He was in Detroit, which is actually supposed to be a good movie, which I haven't seen. So that is a good movie, apparently. He was in Star Wars The Last Jedi, Pacific Rim Uprising, which is the movie you're saying don't bother with. Uh, then he was in Rise of Skywalker. And then, Rich, he was. this is his movie since Rise of Skywalker. Naked singularity, breaking the woman king. They cloned Tyrone. Nothing I have ever heard of. You know, well, it must all be Indies. Well, two of them haven't come out yet. But like, yeah, it's just. Maybe he took his money, invested wisely. Let's say he got ten million, and I think that's probably being um, probably being generous to think he got ten million for the three Star Wars movies. Do you think and probably more like five million? Um.
1: And... yeah look i don't know what he's paid but i think i think look you've le- i think he's learned a valuable lesson in that um mm. to be very careful about being cast in franchises today because most franchises today are being ruined so do think long and hard before you they pay though that's the thing they pay i know what much. i was gonna say i was gonna say long just think long and hard before you accept that paycheck though like uh, it'll be a good paycheck, but it's going to come with a lot of baggage because sure, it's going to come with a lot of fans who are going to be probably very unhappy because the the studio that's paying you is probably murdering the franchise.
0: Good point, Reg. Huge, huge point actually. And I guarantee you, he wasn't thinking that when he was a fucking starving actor and he got offered the role. Now, um, John Favreau called the Russo brothers after he read the script for Avengers Endgame and urged them not to kill Tony Stark. According to Variety, Favreau said, "You can't do do this; it's going to devastate people." Um,
1: true. Those people were fine, though, weren't they? No, they uh, weren't, Richard. There was no? a lot of okay.
0: upset people. Come on, dude, have a fucking heart. Just because you don't like Iron Man. No, would,
1: I you know. do. I love uh, Robert Downey. Okay, I, uh, right. Robert Downey is one of my favorite actors. i I've, I've been watching him since I was a Okay. A wee lad. All right, like, well, then um, where, where were your
0: tears when it happened? Jesus.
1: No, I thought it was a fitting end. I thought it was sad, but, I mean, I wasn't like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so fucking devastated that <laughs> a hero sacrificed his life to save everybody. <laughs> oh, no, like, were there that many people, like, truly, like, devastated I was, like they couldn't go to work was, or anything? I was
0: down, man. I was down. I, was, I, wasn't out, I wasn't out, but I was down. You know, I was knocked down. It was a boxing match. I got back up, I staggered back up, but I wasn't happy with life. Uh, now, Meta is losing almost $1 billion a month on Metaverse. Uh, the Metaverse dream, apparently, Rich. Um, there's a $100 price increase for the Quest 2 headset, uh, which feels like a drop in the ocean next to the billions in losses its Reality Labs division posts every year. I'm also hearing that the Metaverse has really bad
1: graphics. Have you heard this? Like, this is the Facebook well, it was, thing. it was never going to have good graphics. It was. It, I mean, well, What's the point, then? What? No, they were always gonna look they were always, whenever you see that you've got to be <laughs> I love what I saw the ads for the metaverse, you know, yeah. when Zuckerberg was doing that. And I was like, it's a, you know, it's it's like when you see a video game um trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they where they trick you into thinking that's what the game is gonna look like when it comes out, and people get yes. super hyped. Yep. I knew the moment I saw the metaverse when he was and I was like, it's not gonna look like that. This is no. a this is a representation it's a you know an Mm. an ideal but it was it's gonna look it's gonna look like like dog shit when it comes out man it's gonna probably look all janky and blocky and Mm. you know like what's the point like
0: you know what is the like what the fuck's happening in the metaverse it's so fucking cool that we want to even be in there you know
1: uh, i suppose the whole point of it is that you're supposed to just be hanging out with your fucking friends while you're at home or some shit, I don't
0: know like you haven't seen enough of your friends, you've got to hang out in virtual reality now and you know chat to them and stuff
1: I, I just, look, I don't know, I usually just have my friends over or go, you know, have lunch or meet yeah. up or go watch a movie speaking I, of
0: lunch, we should do a lunch soon, Rich, we haven't done a lunch in a while, man You know, lunch yeah, is well, on...
1: we, 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 we did, we've just both been a bit busy, uh, yeah. unfortunately so. but lunch, but no, is, lunch well, is on we're, me we're... lunch is on me
0: when we when we meet up next time, actually um, we'll, we'll, we'll have some lunch Yeah, uh, yeah, the metaverse can fuck off. I'm glad it's losing a billion dollars a month. You know what I mean? Like, it actually makes me happy. Uh, Now, this is interesting news. Hollywood is in a feeding frenzy over Lara Croft. Alicia Vikander is no longer attached. MGM lost the rights. They didn't have a movie in production by the deadline, which I believe was 31st of July. Um, yeah, and apparently, not surprisingly, I mean, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, pretty hot property. I think they need to go back to a more fun Tomb Raider, like the Angelina Jolie movies, um, which I think were great. Um, what do you think, Rich? Um, Tomb Raider, I think, has got a future, and Hollywood is all a flutter, apparently, about it.
1: Uh, I literally forgot all about Tomb Raider, honestly. Really? It's, not, wow. it's, it's, it's not even on my radar. Um wow. Um, I do remember being like uh, Alicia Vikander. I was like, "Really? She's Laura Croft?" I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, wasn't my first was, choice." Yeah, I was like, mm, it was not exactly how I pictured Laura," but again, maybe that's just me being sexist.
0: <laughs> sexist white guy, misogynistic, you know, sexist, misogynistic, like all the different terms we can throw at you.
1: Although to be fair, I never found um, uh, what uh, what's her name attractive when she was Tomb Raider either. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I don't find oh, she that. She was hot as different. fucking hell no. when she was in Tomb Raider. Are you kidding? Oh no, that, that. Can I be honest with you? Do you know what? Do you know what she looks like to me? And I'm not trying to be nasty, but, I'm, but this is just this is just who she looks like to me. Her. She looks like. um <laughs> <Shuela> <laughs> in disguise.
0: Why? Because she's got
1: like angled face. She's got that gaunt, skeletal face, and I just, ugh, it's like. It's like I can see her skull. It's like I can wow. see the skeletal outline of her face, and I just Jesus. don't like. Tell us what you really think next time, Rich.
0: Well, luckily I like her, um, but yeah, there's a feeding frenzy over Lara Croft, Rich. Why don't I'm not they sure do? Why? I'm, not I'm sure gonna I'm gonna throw an idea out there, Richard. Why don't they do an animated one with updated animatics to like the level of like light, Buzz Lightyear? Okay, but in the style of the original games. You know what I mean? Like, I, make, well, make it I way know, more fun.
1: I think, no, I think, the, here's the thing, I mean, Lara Croft is one of those things you can easily do live action because it's like Indiana Jones, for God's sake. Yeah, um, I
0: know, but I'm just putting an idea out there, Richard, the world.
1: But the thing is, again, they've made how many Tomb Raider movies and none of them have been good. So, it's to me, it's weird that there's a phoenix frenzy because to me, it's another property with stink on it. <laughs>
0: It's tough to please tonight, Rich. Can I say that? Like, take that with all, you know, with all due respect. Like, you, I, I've got the sense it's going to take a lot to impress you tonight. Um, Halton Catch Fire co-creator Chris Cantwell is rebooting the 1980s drama Max Headroom, which I did watch actually, with original actor Matt Freewa attached. Did you get this in South Africa, Rich? Are you familiar with Max Headroom?
1: It was a I, thing. I, I, was, I know the. You talking about the robot head? Yes. Yes. I'm the sorry, sort of- drama. Yeah, it was a... Um I remember it being a comedy. I don't remember it being a drama.
0: No, his show was a comedy, Like, but he had an actual... Sh- like, it was very brief. He had a live-action show, which was sort of set in, like... And I want to use this very loosely, like a Blade Runner sort of future. Like, if you can imagine that done way more cheesily... And it was like a dystopian future of some sort. I don't remember exactly, but um, Max Headroom was kind of on the computer sort of thing. So you had a guy running around and Max Headroom was on the computer as a computer character. I forget exactly, but I did watch it. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't that fucking great. But anyway, they're rebooting it. So, you know, it could do well now because like obviously with the internet and everything, like Max Headroom could be dominating on like YouTube or something, you know? Um, you know, sky's the limit, Rich. Just think about how great it could be. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I'm surprised anyone would actually remember yeah. it. No,
0: good point. When I read this, I was like, wow, like me and about two other guys, are going to actually know who this is. Like <laughs> it's not like Max Headroom's been around a lot in the last, I would say, 25 years, you know. Like, uh,
1: Anyway, so now. So it's an odd choice, but, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, the Breaking Bad statues of Walton Jesse from Breaking Bad were unveiled in Albuquerque. Um, and Brian Cranston quipped, "I'm just rather grateful that it's indoors, so the pigeons won't crap on our heads."
1: Um, I would, have, I would have quipped, "Why the fuck are you getting a statue in the first place?"
0: Because it's brought a lot of tourism to Albuquerque. Richard is the answer to that question. Because it was a, it's a great hit show and one of the most critically acclaimed shows in history. So that's why, you know. Um, there was people on Facebook uh, blasting them, saying, "How are you? Why are you giving statues to meth dealers? You are glamorizing
1: meth?" Exactly. That's yeah. my point. I'm like, I cannot. I, you know, I mean, I still don't get the point of a Rocky statue, but at least he was inspiring. Like you <laughs> literally put up statues of criminals. You're celebrating, yeah, but drug but- lords. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well. I mean
0: the show doesn't glamorize meth. Can I say that as well? It doesn't actually
1: glamorize meth. The statues characters. are. Well, the they're fictional are characters. They're fictional. They're literally glamorizing <laughs> them. They're fictional characters.
0: It's just a moment in time,
1: dude. Yeah, I you know? mean I still wouldn't. You know what, you know I still wouldn't put up a statue of a, a, a fictional villain. I'm just that's just that's just me. I would though. You know me. I would
0: for sure. I love fictional villains. Like Megatron and stuff. I should put one up of Megatron. Um, I'd enjoy that. Do you think there's any chance of that happening, Rich? Would they put up a statue of Megatron?
1: I know that there's a giant uh <laughs> m- functional statue of a gundam in Japan or there was
0: That's okay well it was, why not?
1: it's massive and it would actually take like two or three steps forward That's and cool. then go back into the starting position where you know um where it's like housed. That's it's cool. massive though. imagine it's if
0: imagine fun. if it's AI went crazy and started killing people, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, is this you? Despite being comic book nemesis, Shazam and Black Adam don't appear to be crossing paths anytime soon. Despite both characters having upcoming movies in the works at DC, I mean that's a mistake. They definitely should cross soon. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Um, like,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel like their movies should have been leading towards that, but they don't seem to be tied into each other at all. They're like
0: Shazam. I don't know who you're talking about. and He's like Black
1: Adam. Never heard of him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Why would you associate Mary with Black Adam? Can just,
1: can imagine if there's going to be like a Justice League movie and the two of them are in it, and then they rock up, and then the guy goes, "Why do you? Why are you dress like me? Why you dress like me?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you get your powers? I say Shazam. I say Shazam too. This yeah. is weird.
0: It's almost like you're mirrors of each other. One of you's supposed to be good, <laughs> and one's supposed to be evil. It's almost like some the same person created you. Um. Charlie Theron, uh, who I know you have strong feelings against, uh, is going to star in Alfonso Carrion's next film, uh, Jane, based on the life of sci-fi author Philip K. Dick, who I am very fond of. Uh, His writing is excellent. Uh, The genre-bending project is based on the relationship between Dick and his twin sister, Jane, who died six weeks after birth. So I think we're going to be going pretty arty here, would you agree, Rich? Uh,
1: Yeah, not for me. We're going to go... that's too arty for me. I'm not. Th- I'm not that sophisticated.
0: Yeah, they're gonna go real arty on this one, and probably blend in some of the stuff from his stories.
1: Although I'd love it if Charlie Theron was playing a uh, uh, an actual baby, like <laughs> like a fetus. <laughs> what,
0: like sort of like de aging her down
1: to like an yeah, infant? <laughs> yeah, they can use technology and just have her like curl up in a ball and be like, Nick,
2: write your book, Dick. Use me as inspiration." <laughs>
1: That would be
0: hilarious. Um, Almost like a baby, but have her face like on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Put like a baby's body with an umbilical cord and just like superimpose her, her face on it, her head.
0: That would be hilarious. Um, there was a cool story with Philip K. Dick. He was crazy by the end, man. He was doing a lot of drugs and stuff. And with his wife, they're listening to the radio and he goes, can you hear it? And they're saying the
1: empire is real.
0: The Iron Empire is real. And she apparently turned to the radio and she goes, yeah, I hear it too. And I was like, wow. Yep. That's all. That's that's
1: definitely some
0: drugs. They're a long way off the reservoir. Well, also mental illness was a was, was part and drug abuse and all sorts of stuff was going on. High, high yeah, level well, paranoia. Again-
1: one generally follows the other, and they don't help each other. So No,
0: they don't. doesn't help to self-medicate with heroin and meth. Yeah, never really worked or, out Or
1: anything, them. really, that's not <laughs> the to actually help you.
0: <laughs> Rocky star Sylvester Stallone slammed the upcoming spin-off Drago. Or Drago. Um, he tore into the executive producer following news of the spin-off movie. He also tore into Dolph Lundgren. Who put out some fires on, on Facebook. He said, look, I've spoken to Sly just to calm the fans down. Like, calm down, everyone. Dolph's desperate to keep his career alive. And uh, Sly was yeah, he not the happy. the show
1: in the works.
0: Yeah, he does not want to lose that movie. He's finally got a fucking movie. Uh, yeah, Sly was not happy. Um, And uh, what more is there to say than that? Now... Marvel's Lady Sith actress, and I wasn't even sure it was the same actress playing Lady Sith in Love and Thunder. She's asking fans to help make a spin off happen. She's really pushing this spin off. Uh, I think
1: she been pushing this for like the last, yeah, it feels like 10,
0: 15 years? Yes, yeah, she has, and she's still going. I feel like she's been pushing it since
1: the first and second Thor movie.
0: I think she has, Rich. I think you're not mistaking things. I think she's been pushing for as long as we're doing the show. We've been talking occasionally every now and then about Lady Sith trying to push a spin-off. I'm sort of like, well, you're pretty good in Thor, but, you know, Valkyrie kind of stole your thunder as the spin-off character, I think, you know? Um, Maybe you could be in a Valkyrie movie and you could have Lady Sith in there, but I don't think that there's enough there for – you know what I mean? I think Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson sort of stole the limelight off Lady Sith.
1: Would you agree? Yeah, which was a shame. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't. Yeah, I knew you'd agree, but yeah. Well, I, no, thought well, I, I mean, I he, okay. Here is my point. Okay, so you you have that character. You've introduced the character. Mm. Like, I think it would have been again, and and this is just where again, I I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like sometimes I don't. Know if I just overthink things, but mm. when he rocks up there, wouldn't it be cool if she left Asgard right because she knew that Thor was in love with Jane. You know, she had feelings for him. Blah, blah, blah. She fucks off. And then he winds up there and he finds like a drunk Lady Civ mm. working as a body. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and so the, you've got this like burnt relationship. And the in that movie, it can be about like repairing it. And then she can still be like the king of Asgard or whatever later. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it would have been interesting because that's a character you already established. Mm. And then be interesting to see they, um, you know, maybe now that Jane's out of the picture. Maybe she's still – I don't know. As I said, I, I thought maybe you could have done a bit more than just completely introducing a new character and, and starting from scratch, but that's just me.
0: You're writing a better movie than I think Marvel did, you know, just in what you've said there. You've got, you've got some yeah, – better- I don't know. Sometimes
1: I overthink things. I don't know. Maybe I get too too caught up in the in the minutia. Uh,
0: I like it, man. I like it. Look, I mean, you know, but I don't think the world's scrubbing out for a Lady Sith off. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I would have made it a little bit more important in the Thor movies, but yeah. no, definitely not, no, definitely not her own – not her own show, sorry. Yeah, I mean, no one's really
0: kind of like, apart from this woman who's definitely for it, like she's really pushing it. Like,
1: Well, isn't her a TV, a TV show myself coming well, I think right Blind now. Spot's
0: finished, so she, yeah, she's looking for another
1: geek band, basically, when it comes to <laughs> it.
0: Like, I think she's desperately looking and she's gazing and she's thinking, I've got this. Hey, thing,
1: you you know. gotta respect the hustle, man. Yeah, you got, she's, to, got you to... know, she's like, you know what, I gotta I gotta get on this. I gotta get the new the next paycheck to be coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone's gonna pay for the mortgage. Um, yeah, no, pretty funny. So now next up, Rich, we've got oh, sad news, Nicole Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura in the original Star Wars Trek, died, aged eighty nine. I believe she'd had some medical health issues uh, late in her life. Um, she obviously achieved worldwide fame and broke ground for black women while playing uh, Nyota Uhura, Uhura. Uhura is that how you say it? Uhura? It's Uhura, isn't it? Yeah. In Uhura. The origi- Uhura in the original TV hit. Um, she was the communications officer. Um, the first interracial kiss with uh with obviously with Captain Kirk. Uh, she succumbed to natural causes seven years after she suffered a stroke. Um, and this was uh, she survived by her son, I believe. And the quote was, "Her light, however, like the ancient galaxies now being seen for the first time, will remain for us and future generations to enjoy, learn from, and draw inspiration." They've got to tag in the fucking galaxies, like they can't possibly, you know, not mention galaxies. I mean, I get it.
1: I mean, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's not not a profession, but I mean, let's be honest, it's not like like that. that I mean, look.
0: She began her career as a dancer. Not many and people had in. a
1: successful career after Star Trek. So to most of the world that is pretty much her. Well, That's you know her signature, right? No, no, and, and that was and, and she was also lovely about it. I mean, she was always oh. at the cons and, yeah. and stuff more and that. So I mean, I don't I understand why he's obviously you know, I mean the galaxy thing is really the only you know that that that's been a bit I'm I'm i being
0: I'm being a bit of a smartass. Of course they're going to I bring know. that in. No. Now um,
1: she began to cry. I thought a, I thought George Decays was a bit too. What did he say? Oh, he he, bet he was super the, flowery, was he? Yeah, he was talking about the 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 tears in his eyes yeah. being like stars, like <laughs> twinkling. I was like Jesus, George, Jesus Christ, like the stars. Trekking across I'm really across sad my... I've lost a good friend. You know, he's like, the stars are
0: tricking, the, the tears are like stars tricking across my face.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know what? I thought he, I think he looked at the Suns one and he was just like, oh, I've got to do something poetic. And, <laughs> you know,
0: but George Takay is also the same fucking guy. And, and I don't mean to derail this because we will get back to it, but, but like, he's, he, he forgets he was a bit player. You know what I mean? He, he, he seems to have, in his mind, thinks he's up there with like Kirk and Spock and McCoy. No, you were not, George Takei. You were definitely, Sula was okay, but you were not a major player. You were a bit player. As was, Uhura was, I'd say, bigger than George Takei. She at least had the kiss, um, you know, and she did some, she was cool. She was always working on the switchboard. Uh, Joe Biden, Sleepy Jojo, woke up um, to pay tribute saying she had shattered stereotypes our nation has lost a trailblazer of stage and screen, who, except Biden, would probably get the words all wrong. Who redefined what wow. is possible for Black Americans and women.
1: I'm um, pretty sure he didn't write that, but no, I'm sure it didn't. was sweet nonetheless.
0: Yeah, and uh, so there was a lot of people, and yeah, George Takei really went to town, and everyone was was wishing her good thoughts and stuff. Uh, as we said, she shared the first lip to lip interracial kiss on television. With William Shatner, aka Captain Kirk, the kiss came at the time was considered a forward-looking move on the part of the actors as well as Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, and the network that broadcast of the show, NBC. This is back in the time where things like that got a lot of pushback from the Southern states, in particular. Uh, the episode in question, titled "Plato's Stepchildren," aired in '68, and was fashioned in a way that gave those involved something of an out from any potential discriminatory backlash. Uh, they did not choose to kiss but were instead made to do so after being inhabited by aliens. Um, so this is just a bit of context. Uh, Roddenberry had reportedly insisted on an integrated crew for the Starship Enterprise, a bold move given that interracial marriage was still illegal in 17 US states. Um, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. had gone no further than kiss Nancy Sinatra on the cheek on moving with Nancy. Well, why would he have kissed Nancy Sinatra on the mouth? You know, like, fuck. Like... You know, yeah, I'm sure Frank would have broken his legs if he'd done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: probably the minimum he would have
0: done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really trying to stretch it like as if Sammy was going to plant one on Nancy's lips. Yeah, right, with Frank Sinatra like fucking just staring daggers at him across the fucking room. Um, the, the big news from her, which I'd heard a report before, uh, after the first season of the show, she attended a civil rights gathering in 67, uh, met Martin Luther King Jr., who was a fan of the show and praised her role. And she had basically told him she decided not to return for the show's second season. When I told him I was going to miss my co-stars and I was leaving the show, he became very serious and said, you cannot do that. You, he said, you've changed the face of television forever, and therefore you've changed the minds of people, he said, She said the civil rights leader told her. And I believe that's actually correct. I I honestly do think that that kind of moment is, it's so, it seems cheesy to us now, but in the context of the time, he's actually correct. And having her on a mainstream show in, you know, basically in prime time um, was a big thing. And And I think that, you know, it seems weird to us now. But I think at the time, back in the 60s, you know, people forget just there was segregation was still a thing. Racism was massive. Um, you know, it was forget about like embedded or covert racism. It was fucking overt. <laughs> um, mm. So it was crazy. So anyway, she was married and divorced twice, survived by a son, called Johnson, who's probably got to be up there in age himself if she was 89. Rich, final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I say Godspeed to her. God bless her. Um, I always liked Uhara. Um, and, you know, thanks for the memories, frankly. And I think she served her time well. Um, you know, she attended lots of conventions. She always seemed like a sweetheart. I, I liked her in the movies. I, I thought she was good at a job. I, I think she was a great ambassador for Star Trek, frankly.
1: Yeah, uh, I I agree with all that. Mm. Um, I've always I've watched plenty of interviews and 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 stuff and all that. She's always seemed like a a lovely uh, woman, and she's always been very generous with the the fans and all that. Mm. Um, it's it's sad because I mean, there isn't there's just so mi- there's so little of the original.
0: Who's left? Shatner. There's Shatner, Sh- 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 Sh-
1: Sh- T- T- Kai and I hate each um, other. And is, is the guy that played the Russians still around? Um
0: who? Um, oh yes, he is. Walter Konig. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Chekov.
1: it's just the three of them. Chekhov, yeah, I think it's only the three of them mm. that I've
0: thought. Still- I think that's about it. Um Scotty's definitely dead. Um, obviously Spock, uh, Bones. Yeah, I, I think you're right. out out of the those main people. Isn't it right that Chekhov barely got a speaking role on the show? Uh, he got he got speaking roles. And I'm not sure if Chekhov ever actually said a line on the actual show. I, I could no, be he wrong. did.
1: Did you, he? Uh, so Chekhov wasn't actually in the first season. I think mm. he came in on the second season. Right, okay. If I remember correctly. But, no, he had lots of speaking lines. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: all right, well, moving on from her, and, and God bless her, um, Patton Oswald appeared to have prematurely announced Eternals 2 at a sort of press conference or a convention, but it almost seemed like he thought that it was happening. If you know what I mean? Like he, I was going
1: to say, yeah, I mean, if it's premature, can we abort
0: it? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say no one actually, no <laughs> one actually wants it. Um, But it almost seemed like he was kind of that out of touch Hollywood star. And he's kind of operating on what he's kind of, you know, heard around the traps rather than what's actually going on. Like, does he have inside knowledge? Is
1: he is he speaking out of school or is Had he just odd with inside knowledge? Come on.
0: I don't think he's got inside knowledge. I d- Do you? I
1: don't no. think so.
0: I think he's a fucking guy. Can I say this? Overrated. Slightly funny at times. I will agree. He has made me laugh on occasion, but, like, he plays that – he's the, look, I get it. He You know, he's not an attractive guy. He gets by on his wits. But he plays that geek card, you know, for the geek cred. And,
1: and Patton Oswald is the even unfunnier version of Kevin Smith.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He is. And I would say even slightly more successful. into Like he's in a lot of shit
1: and, you know. Well, I mean, he's an actor, but what my point is, I mean, well, he's supposed to be a comedian. Mm. Um, and But, you know, Smith is a director. He's an actor. So, I mean, he does get a lot of like bit parts, you know, like he's been in like 30 Rock. I think he's been in Pox and Rec.
0: He's always um, the same fucking guy, Shield,
1: though. Agents of Shield, I think he was in that as well. He was. He popped up. But dude, would you
0: agree with but, me? He plays the same character in everything.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and that, and that's why I said like he's a he's a big nerd like Kevin Smith and all that. I think the two of them are very similar mm-hmm. in their humor, their comedy, their outlook, mm. even even the body shape. But like also. <laughs>
0: I, I almost find it a bit sickening the way they sort of like, – they suckle at the teat of the nerd culture because obviously they owe their entire career to it. But it's just I, – I find him a bit – it's a bit much. I'm just like, you know what? Well,
1: I th- I get annoyed now with people like Patton and, and, and Smith and all that because they, they, they've gone from telling us how they feel mm-hmm. about things to telling us how we should feel about things.
0: Yeah, well, fuck that. Do you know I'm what I mean? An an I, don't have a, I don't have
1: an issue. I don't have an issue with someone telling me their feelings. Like oh, I feel that uh, th- I like this because of this and all that. But I don't like now, in, especially in today's culture, people tell you how you should feel about something, yeah. how you should like something, and it's like, no, no, no. You you can like it, but you you. Yeah, I don't, fuck I don't this! You like you should. that yeah. I'm an idiot because I don't like something or because I'm like, racist, I racist. I don't I don't spin like around to ear like, and go. You should like
0: Venom. Let there be carnage. You know, yeah. like no, because at the end of the day, these are it's entertainment for the for the masses, and people are going to react to it differently. Like you yeah. know, I'm sorry, that's just that's that's the nature of the fucking business of show business. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so uh, what's this? What's this about Activision? Did you put this news in? Here? So
1: yeah, so um, obviously you know there's the Activision acquisition happening. Mm. Um, With Microsoft and Activision, all that. And uh, obviously, Sony has been going around to all the different uh, regulators. Mm. But the thing with Brazil is Brazil has no um, qualms about releasing transcripts and Mm -hmm. being very uh, Mm -hmm. upfront with what's happening. Like they basically just release the stuff online or whatever, go, this is what's happening. This is what was discussed. (laughs) This is what was said. So um, basically, they put this stuff out where basically Sony was – Begging the regulators in Brazil mm. to not let Microsoft buy Activision because, according to them, COD is the biggest-selling franchise of all time. Mm. And basically, that no and Sony admitted that no Sony exclusive can compete mm. with COD when it comes to selling console units. And they believe that if Microsoft gets the uh, uh, the exclusivity to it, then people will not buy PlayStation consoles; they'll buy um, Xbox. now. Unfortunately, Microsoft also themselves had the dumbest fucking response to this mm. where they basically said um, that they were really – they must have thought people were stupid when they were trying to claim that COD is not that a big a franchise. It's actually an underperforming franchise and it's like, oh, come on. Like, mm. look um, – Sony has over, in you know, overshot yeah. it and you've undershot it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it's the biggest of all
0: time, but it's up there. Like, it's definitely
1: a very... Well, what uh, they're saying is that it has the... According to Sony, they're like, oh, it's got the ability to, to like, move consoles. And I'm like, I mean, yes. I mean, if you're talking about, like, people's friends, if all your friends are on one thing and you're playing COD, then I guess yes. But, I mean, no yeah. one goes, oh, my God, I have to have PlayStation because the new COD's coming out. No, I mean, most people will be like, Oh, I want to play the next God of War yeah. or the next Spider Man, so I have to have a PlayStation. So I don't think, I don't believe COD is a console seller, but it is a massive franchise. I do agree with that. I yeah, mean, it is a big,
0: there. I mean, well, big
1: in terms of franchise, and I'm,
0: and I don't claim to be an expert, I would say obviously GTA, uh, FIFA, I think would be up there. Um, you know, I think FIFA, I think um, Madden, NFL would be up there.
1: Um, well, I mean, generally, all your popular sports ones, like your Madden and your your whatever, mm. but, I mean, COD is – COD I would mean, be up basically, there. Basically, yeah. COD has won every year. Like, I okay. mean, they, it's 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 up there with um, the highest performing franchises and it's been doing that for like 20 yeah, years. Yeah, it's, it's so. right up there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say it's done it for a long time.
1: Um, I, you know I, it's a, I agree and that's why I said it's so stupid like Microsoft's trying to underplay it but I think yeah. Sony's also trying to overcook it to over overplay it because I mean it's like one thing that annoys me and I must say this really annoys me about Sony I my philosophy is if a if a game is great and Microsoft after a year or two wants to put it on other consoles I'm happy with it I don't give a shit. if more people play a game great mm. like if it's a good game but Sony honestly believe that it's okay for them to have exclusivities mm. like God of War, Spider-Man, you know, all that, but it's not okay for Xbox to have really exclusives. I mean, that, that kind of is their attitude. You know what I mean? They're like, no, it's not fair. They, they'll have a very big exclusive. And it's like, yeah, but you have big exclusives, mate. Like mm. people will literally buy your console to buy God of War. So... I don't yeah. understand what your problem is. Just well, you know,
0: Spider-Man was a successful one for them. That was exclusive. That was yeah. probably one of their biggest successes. Um, the yeah. Spider-Man game. So,
1: look, I'm I'm know. I myself. I'm not big on exclusivities. Like I don't. I'm not into that whole game and all that. But I do laugh that Sony's really like shit in their pants now. Yeah. <laughs> like with all the exclusives that Xbox is getting. But again, you you kind of started that game yourself because mm. you were buying up like. It's different if you go to a company and you buy them or they come to you and say, we've got a deal. But, I mean, Sony was basically going out there and buying mm. properties. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They were literally like, going, this this is a good property. We're going to buy it and we're going to make it exclusive. So you can't really complain if you started the game. Yeah, you sort of started you
0: know I mean? the war and it's like a like, like an arms race kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. I'm Yeah, I, I don't feel... I don't feel too sorry for either of them. I do think
1: I think it's funny. I just yeah. think it's so hilarious that. Uh, but I just love that Brazil is is just releasing all. Of I love so it. Yeah, I it. absolutely so love it. So we can just see the stupidity on both sides.
0: I love a rogue <laughs> nation like that that just doesn't respect the rules. Well, and... it's not
1: a rogue nation. That's just how they do it. They yeah, do they it have every, open disclosure, so transparency. If gonna, yeah, if you're going to come there and bring something to the, you know, like the court and all that, it's going to be made public. So, Good.
0: transparency, man. Good. Yeah, there should be more of it. There should be more of it. It should all be like that, yeah. I wish it would be, but unfortunately in the US and here it's tied up in red tape and all this bullshit mm-hmm. that comes in and it's all what's
1: to, the worst, red tape just hidden behind doors. Hidden behind doors, you but it's all to try on. to it's
0: all to try to monopolize the market and squeeze consumers mm-hmm. and see how much you can pay for what you used to get for free. You know, in the words of Tom <laughs> Petty. In the words of Tom Petty, man. That's what he said. Um, now there was a really funny thing here EA's uh, quarter four earnings call CEO Andrew Wilson was asked about the role of single player games in the company's business model he gave a typically long-winded response laden with corporate lingo like vectors, portfolios and fulfillment of motivations essentially though he strongly suggested EA will keep investing in single player games for the foreseeable future here's the relevant quote and you'll love this Rich because it's so corporate speak trim down for brevity this is his quote The way we think about this is really less about which game and more about which motivations these games fulfill. So we know that our players, they have these core motivations. Inspiration, escape, social connection, competition, self-improvement, creation. These things that bring us together as players of games and the creation of worlds and the building of characters. And the telling of stories is really important, the fulfillment of some of these motivations. Like, don't you feel like fucking throwing this guy off a building? Like, it's just like, pal... You know, you just talk in just corporate lingo, blah, It's master blah,
1: blah. the art of saying nothing.
0: Yeah, it's just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And, you know, and we're supposed to eat it up and enjoy the taste. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you and your corporate lingo. I fucking hate it.
1: Um, yeah, that it just talk like a normal person, for God's oh, sake.
0: Oh, God, give a straight answer to a straight question. Like, or, so, so we you know,
1: know our players, they want to just play some games, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, oh, God, it has to... They talk like that, and they just, you know, people just, like, tune out, frankly. Um, This is funny. The Flash showrunner says, the writing is shaped by the prospect of cancellation. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wish... I thought it was, like, guaranteed. I I wish it had already been cancelled. He confirms in the latest season of the Hit CW show series, uh, he approached it as if it could be the last... I mean, it's so dramatic. I it is, like,
1: I think it is the last though. though. Yeah, I'm pretty well,
0: sure that. I think it's had a long enough run. Don't you think, Rich? Like, it's like a bit longer. It's on the it's,
1: it's outstayed its welcome. Yeah, yes. It has
0: definitely a its welcome. It's like the the party is over. This one fucking guy won't leave. People this dr- just
1: this drunk who's just yeah. almost passing out, but just refuses to leave. Yeah,
0: and he's like still hammering on. Hey, let's keep going. And it's too young. It's like it's three thirty a.m. We're tired. <laughs> leave we want some sleep um jake gyllenhaal and doug lyman are officially working on a roadhouse remake what a classic movie the original roadhouse was
1: man i know but it doesn't have to be remade
0: yeah i totally agree with you i 100 agree with you richard uh, you will not better it it was a moment in time it was patrick swayze at his absolute peak you know what i mean and I'm so, I like Jake like, Hall, but you don't need to remake this movie.
1: No, but but this is what this is like. This is what's fucking annoys me. Like, is the, this is all we are now? Mm. We we just the remake society. It does yeah. games, movies, like we're just yeah. remaking old franchises yeah. because yeah, we're so shit scared of just making something new. It's like let's remake The Big Sleep. Let's remake Touch of Evil. Let's yeah. remake
0: Psycho. It's like why? Like you're not going to top
1: it. I'm sorry, you won't top it. I guarantee you. No, it. no, no, no. Here's the thing, Dave. I don't have an, I don't have an issue with necessarily a remake, right, mm. or a reimagining of something, if time has passed and you want to modernize it. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Now, I feel like this is probably just going to be an app, just like a, a, pretty much a remake of, without adding anything new. Like for me, if I was going to do Psycho, and mm. let's say I was going to do it today, and they I did it, they done, did it, shot for shot. No, no, but that's my point. I wouldn't do that. I would Mm. look at it and go, okay, well, how are motels or what run now? You've got technology. How would that change the story? You know what I mean? How would the modern world, how we live now, how would that change the story and how would I approach? Sure. Trying to tell – that's – I don't mind that. If you're trying to modernize something, change it, give it a modern twist, I'm all down for that. Mm -hmm. But if you're literally just remaking a movie Mm. with like, oh, we're going to tell the same – like pretty much the same story, it's going to be like the same setting – Da, 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 da. But because Rodas is not a movie that needs a remake, it's like, it's like, what's so like, it's a good movie, mm, it's a classic I love it. movie, I love it. but what about it needs to be modernized? Like, do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, like, I, I
0: don't know, it's weird, like, uh, it's not a movie I would pick for a remake. Also, so strongly connected to Patrick Swayze, and he kind of it's you know what, it's it, it, like totally different kind of movie, but it's like, let's remake Breakfast at Tiffany's. Well, the problem is that movie is super connected to Audrey Hepburn. You know what I mean? Mm. And it, it it's really hard to get past it. same with Roadhouse. It's a signature Patrick Swayze vehicle. Like, I'm sorry. And, you know, the man is dead. And I just don't think, like, I mean, you could do the, it's not like a fucking sophisticated plot. It's not like you couldn't do this movie and call it something else, but, I don't know. I just don't see it, man. I really don't see it. you could just be
1: inspired by the movie and Mm. make something similar and call it something else. Yeah. No one would even know. You know what I mean? The younger crowd wouldn't even fucking know. They'd just be like, oh, it's a new movie. Mm. Maybe your older crowd might go, this reminds me of Roadhouse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't even have to call it Roadhouse. You could literally just make a movie like Roadhouse, but not call it Roadhouse. (laughs) I
0: agree. It's a very enjoyable movie, the original. I, I loved it. I, I saw it on video in the early 90s. I didn't catch it in the cinemas, but I... It's I, so
1: weird, It's the, it's the, got the... Oh, man, what's the guy's name that usually has the big bushy moustache? Ah, uh, Sam um, Elliott. Sam Elliott, but in this one, he doesn't have the moustache. Yeah, I know, it throws you. It's so weird seeing Sam Elliott without a moustache. In fact, I
0: don't remember any <laughs> other movie that I've ever seen him in without the moustache, you know, right, frankly. Um, yeah, now, how about this? Now, tell me if you... Oh, so this is funny. So... At uh, the same time that DC cancelled Batgirl, Sony Pictures is uh, believing Bad Bunny, uh, who believes some sort of a rapper, who is set to star in the studio's upcoming El Morto movie, which is also a spy- Sony Spider-Verse movie, Rich, you'll love. uh uh-huh. uh it. going to become the next big Marvel star. He came out and said that the Sony Pictures CEO. So Sony are going all in while DC are trying to like, cut their losses.
1: We'll we'll see because Sony have tried going all in before, and and
0: and, uh, I mean I know we're you know in fairness to us we're old men and I'm older than you, but we're the old Muppets men. Have you ever heard of Bad Bunny prior to this announcement? Like no, no, uh, No. I think it's that mumble rap stuff. I, I thought
1: I thought Bad Bunny was a chick with a name like that. Yeah, no,
0: it's a really lame looking rapper, and I believe you referenced it earlier. You said mumble rap was a thing. It um, is a thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that old Bad Bunny may be a bit of a mumble rapper, so that'll be great if he does a bit of rapping. Um, I, I was there was actually I was listening to this Joe Joe podcast, the Real American Headcast. And apparently, at a at a recent um, you know one of the recent press conferences where they announced the figures and stuff, they had taboo for the Black Eyed Peas, and at one part in the presentation, which was all about um, you know um, the figures. He started rapping about, like, Native American mistreatment and stuff, apparently to full time. I was <laughs> just like, Jesus. Right. Like, they, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, while you hear Taboo, it's kind of like, you know, I'm no, I'm no fan of Taboo, but, like, good on him. Because if you had, like, a Sammy Davis Jr. there, I'd go, hey, give us a bit of Candyman, you know? Come on, Sammy, give us a bit of, you know, give us of Mr. Bojangles. Why not? You know, while you've got him there... You know, obviously he was a big G.I. Joe fan and he's talking about this and that, but kind of cool that he would just play a bit of a song, kind of get the audience participating. I kind of dig it. You feeling it, Rich?
1: Was the rap any good?
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's as good as Taboo ever gets, so. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> so anyway, but I, I wonder if he was rapping, if he was, I mean, I don't mean to get racial here, but would he be, surely he'd be all over spirit, wouldn't he? Surely. You'd think. I don't know. Well, the, the Native American,
1: like, do well, I that need That is to- a little bit. That is a little bit presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> well, his favorite could <laughs> be Snake eyes, just like everyone no, else. But, yeah,
0: but like, no, I'm just saying, maybe. But if he's rapping about Native American mistreatment and stuff, he could. What I'm saying is, he could throw Spirit into the rap. I'm kind of trying to create raps for him. Maybe you know? he
1: sees Spirit as a mistreatment.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. Wow, man, he starts. But he starts biting the hand that feeds. You know. He's, Taboo suddenly gets too hot for the press conference.
1: Um, final, sorry, fan, I don't
0: what, was the, what was that you said, Rich?
1: He's a big Scarlet fan. I don't
0: he could know. be. No, I, look, I'm not saying he's only spirit, like, fucking 24-7. I'm just saying I wonder if. I'm not even presuming. I'm like, I wonder if Taboo is a big spirit fan. If we could get Taboo on the show, I, I'd say to him, I, I'd say, Taboo, I'm a massive spirit fan. G.I. Joe, you feeling it? You know, drop a few lines, give us a bit of a spirit wrap, and you know, maybe he says, "Why would you presume that?" I'm like, "Hey, just a question, pal. You know, just a question, man. It's a yes or no. That's it." Uh, Chris Pratt uh Garfield. Oh god, fucking Chris Pratt. He's, he's voicing Mario, and that's pissing me off. And now he's voicing Garfield. And Samuel L. Jackson is apparently playing Scar- Garfield's dad, which I actually like. People on the internet were saying how weird that was. I'm like, why? Samuel L.
1: Jackson, I mean. Because they, they they cannot, they don't understand it's just a the voice. They, <laughs> well, they just think it's going to be him. Guy, they go, That's weird. Right. They don't really?
0: Wow. that To me, that is actually sort of. I mean, it's, that's kind of stupidity, racial stupidity, basically. I mean, this is pretend cat. Well, we
1: li- we're living in a world now where, where basically people are telling mm. companies, oh, if this character is black, it has to be voiced by a black person. If this character sure. is Asian, it has to be. And it's like now. Yeah, but this is a cat. I, c- I can understand that maybe if the person is actually like, let's say it is an Asian character from uh, from China. Yeah. And you don't want a white person put on a Chinese accent. But if it's an American Asian who has an American accent, then technically anyone can voice that character. Yeah, but they're not going
0: to do that these days. I agree with you. But anyway, but yeah, we're but talking the whole about point, cats. But
1: That's my point, though. My whole, yeah, but the whole point of voice acting is it doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. It, sure. All that matters is your voice. Well, that's true. That's
0: true. And let's face it, a lot of these characters, they do race change and switch and stuff as well, you know. So Wally West is fucking black one second. Hey, and then he's- growing
1: up, I never had an issue with a black guy voicing Samurai Jack. <laughs> I loved that show. I thought it was brilliant. I didn't have any issues. I yeah. didn't care. I couldn't care less, man. You like, know, um, in, in, in current, uh, the, the, the Teen Titans, what is Not Teen tie, Young Justice TV show, mm. it doesn't bother me that um, uh, Aquaman is voiced by a black guy when he's white well, of course it, it doesn't, doesn't bother me of course it doesn't it doesn't worry me either
0: james avery did a fantastic job of shredder last time i checked shredder wasn't black
1: exactly yeah. it's all about the voice that's the only but i mean thing what a job he did what a
0: what a fantastic job james avery did and rest in peace to the big man you know what a job he did as shredder like seriously if they could have, they should have they should do i hope he got like an oscar I mean, let's face it uh Unfortunately, connected to Will Smith with the slap. But I hope James Avery got, like, a tribute at the Oscars. Um it would be a bit bittersweet if it came out after the slap, you know?
1: Oh, he passed away quite a while ago. Yeah, Uncle Phil. But so it would have been at a previous Oscar. if it Tell you, that, you what, like Uncle Phil would have
0: wrapped him around the head in real, you know, in the show if he'd, if he'd done those hijinks, wouldn't he? <laughs> Uncle Phil would not have <laughs> been happy at all. Um, Rich, do you mind if I grab a quick coffee before we do weekly comics? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of twenty-five
2: But I am still alive
1: I was a sailor I was born upon the tide
0: With the sea I did abide I sailed a schooner around the horn to Mexico. I went aloft to curl the mainsail in a blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I
1: got killed. But I'm living still. I was a dam builder across a river deep and wide. Where steel and water did collide A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below They buried me in that gray tomb
0: that knows no sound But I am still around
2: I'll always be around, around, around
0: But I will remain, and I'll be back
2: again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again.
0: Weekly Comics Rich, first Ooh. up, a couple of flashbacks, Action Comics 440. Um, I dug this one heavily actually, this was kind of where Superman... Uh, has a sort of like, um, what happens to him? He gets, he's getting sort of delusions. Uh, how, how, how did those delusions happen again? I know Elliot S. Magan wrote the story.
1: So, um, I think this is the one where he gets hit by a, like a ray or something. Right. And it makes him hallucinate his parents telling him that he's mm. a terrible Kryptonian. That's Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, um, and the, and it's I, I, it's a, it's I think it's the Crime Syndicate that's doing it. What's not a Crime Syndicate? What's it called? Um,
0: yeah, it was. I think they were called the Crime Syndicate. I think even yeah, though there is mate. another Crime Syndicate in the DC Multiverse, but this was yeah, it was called Crime Syndicate, and they had the sort of yeah, that's right. And he goes off planet. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Then
1: while he's off there, they they're trying to like ransack and rob all these places, but. Uh, the reason that he knew it wasn't really them is because they kept referring to him as L instead yes, of just Cal. Yes,
0: would have been Cal because it was the House of L. And um that, that was I, I. I really, I. You know me. I comfort food for me. Rich at, at night, like you know, literally when I go into bed just before I put my sleep machine on and fall asleep. Um, I read my Bronze Age Superman. I've got a ton of them on my iPad.
1: I I will read anything where Kurt Swan is the artist.
0: Well, and he, he does the art on on nearly everything. I know. Kerry <laughs> Kerry Bates, and Elliot S. Megan did, and um, really enjoyable. I'm giving it an eight out of ten, Rich. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, um, eight out of ten. Uh, again, a, a, a self-contained, simple, one-issue story. And there was uh, plenty. Uh, there was plenty
0: uh, of them back then too. that that, that was not. <laughs> You know that wasn't uh, that wasn't remarkable in itself. That they often did these kind of things, and um, very enjoyable. Great cover too, can I say? Um, I'm just wondering who did the cover. Cardi I think it was. Is
1: it okay? I'm just looking here to see. I thought it, it was Kurt. It, it looked Kurt Swinish, but
0: yeah. Well, it's it, it's signed Cardi, so yeah. um, but lovely cover. Very sort of like you know. I like, is this,
1: I think this is the issue where he just randomly bumps into Bruce, right?
0: Yeah. And Bruce owns 6% of Galaxy Broadcasting.
1: Yeah. Right? I was just, <laughs> and, that does, and they just bumped into each other at the, at the yeah. entrance. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, is Batman going to be part of the story? Is he going to rock up? No. No. Just bumped in. He was there for a stockholders' uh, meeting, a shareholders' meeting, and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That no, was fun. It was really cool. And I've always got to love the headbands on. Um, what's his name the father what's it connell is it connell jor-el, Jor-El. yeah jor he's got the headband on which is always a lot of fun uh yeah no it was it was a good one and then we had uh superman and let me just bring up the number was it 275
1: 275 Rich? yep
0: um now this one i also liked i didn't think it was as strong as the as the previous one we just did But, again, it was the one and done, um, simple story, Rich. Um, I'm just bringing it up. Do you want to take listeners through it while I just bring it up?
1: Uh, I will. I just have to remember. It's okay. All right. So it's I've got it here. So
0: it's Lola Barnett uh, comes in. She's the gossip reporter.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one where she's a twin and uh, uh, her and her brother could, like, telepathically communicate, but her brother died a year ago, but she's – Supposedly gets taken over. It's Mm. almost like she gets like uh, possessed. Yes. And then she says things and she has no memory of it. Yeah. I agree. This one was, was fun, Mm. but I, I didn't like the amount of luck. Yeah. That Superman got in, in solving this one,
0: which, Uh, which uh, is often happening in these storylines. Like, yeah, but
1: this one is, is like, this one is like, Stupid amounts of the dragonfly like, like, crashes, crashes into Time, the blimp.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so I So I enjoyed it. I, I quite like the premise of the story. Mm. I like the idea about a brother who's not really dead. He was actually working for the government, but he's now in trouble, and he's trying to communicate with his sister. And mm. uh, Superman's sister. I like. I liked all that. I just didn't like the. Oh, I found them from pure luck because people were shooting a movie and the. Duex
0: Machina, the isn't it called? Yeah, Uh um,
1: day of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Point. I was so I wasn't a fan of that, but I still like the idea of the story and I liked it really up until that point. So, yeah, I'll, I'll still give it a seven out of ten.
0: Also, but, what I'm giving it, also what I'm giving yeah. it actually. Um, and, and a lot of fun, like the, the these Bronze Age Superman, They are like comfort food for me. I, I'm not reading them, uh, some of them I'm reading them going, man, that's excellent, but a lot of them I'm like, well, and I'm just enjoying hey. it, you know.
1: Of all the stuff we read this week, that's the two best things I read.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be downhill this <laughs> soon as, uh, from here on in. Then we had Edge of the Spider-Verse, Issue 1. Wow. In- oh, okay. Inessential, can I say? Very inessential. Uh, Not just inessential, poorly written. Yeah, the dinosaur was the worst. I mean, that was really bad, the dinosaur story. But also, can, shout out to the Scottish story, which was just terrible. Um, really, nobody's best day. Spider-Man Noir dragged it to a passing grade. I'm giving it 5 out of 10. But frankly, if this is an advertisement for their new event, which it is, because they're squeezing the Spider-Verse thing again, because like, they haven't squeezed that enough, um, I just, I mean, I enjoyed the original Spider-Verse storyline. You know, I, I read all of it in the comics as it came out, but this was poor. Can I be honest, Rich?
1: Really quite poor as oh. well. I mate, I'm scoring it even lower than that. Mm. It's a two out of ten for me. Yeah,
0: I I I don't disagree.
1: With there you. was I and I disagree with you. I don't think there was a single redeeming story in this. I think every single mm. story was poorly written, purely act, uh, act, um, implemented a terrible dialogue in a lot of it. I mean, mm. the one with the is it Arya Anya whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, it took up most of the book and was. The most boring fucking it story. It was very boring, and it was all and to give her the
0: costume. It was all to, it was all. Yeah, and that new costume.
1: costume is horrendous. That yeah, new costume pretty is bad. pretty terrible.
0: Yeah, I preferred the old costume, and and I didn't even like that that much. But um, yeah, yeah, no, the 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 new costume, it stank, and the story was just boring. I mean, God, the but the dinosaur one has to be one of the worst things I've read in a comic. A professional mainstream comic in my career of reading comics and I know that some stuff in the 90s was this bad but that was really poor whoever wrote that honestly has to take a good hard look in the mirror because that was poor and Dan Slott I believe wrote the Scottish thing at the start also very very poor very poor um,
1: oh yeah, yeah, that was oh, t- oh, cringy dialogue. It
0: but, was. Um, it was really bad. And 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 for, like, I'm gonna actually, I'm lowering my grade to a three out of ten now that I think about it. It it really, Spider Man Noir was okay. Spider Man Noir was probably a five out of ten, but the rest of it was really it was a failing grade. Like there was,
1: if I yeah,
0: I just I just almost can't believe how bad it was. You know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, I had um yeah three out of ten from me. I had a look, and there wasn't. I mean, yeah, Dan Slot did the first one, which we, Alex, which it was only like a two page like, or. Uh, did the Arana one, which again was terrible. Mm. Carla Patch, Pacheco, Carla, is know. it
0: Carla Pacheco?
1: Yeah, Pacheco did the Spider X again. Terrible, awful, awful. Dustin awesome. Weaver and DJ Brian. That was written by two people. Mm-hmm. My day, my destiny. is one, it's it's just really, really. Yeah, I mean, th- if this is yeah, as you say, if this was supposed to get me excited, yeah, it got me unexcited is what It got for this for this world, for this these characters, this this Spider Verse story. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm but what, really...
0: what 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 I can't believe is that like editorial, if they've got this big Spider Man event coming out, aren't don't have some quality control on the title, you know? Because like this actually turned me off Spider Verse like two. You know, which is essentially what it's going to be. And believe you me, I enjoyed the first Spider-Verse. So somehow they've gone backwards massively. And I think they're, I honestly think they're hurting the brand. You know? Um, yeah, really, really poor. And I don't want to say embarrassing. So we gave our scores. Now, we come to our trade of the week, Badlands, um, by Stephen Grant, who's coming on the show um, in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to having him on. Um, probably most famous for writing Punisher, Circle of Blood. He also wrote the Two Man's comic, which they um, turned into the movie, um, and lots of Marvel work. Uh, did it with GI Joe and plenty of work on Marvel Team Up and all sorts of stuff. Um, wrote X at Dark Horse. Now, Badlands was recommended to me. I did not know anything about it other than it was tangentially related to the Kennedy assassination. I knew that, and that I kind of gathered it was sort of a, some sort of a crime, you know, conspiracy comic. That's all I knew. First surprise for me was was in black and white, and um, that was a, actually a complete surprise for me, and I, I picked it up on Kindle. Uh, now, as I was reading it, not a long read, 10 pages in, I thought, uh-oh, Richard's going to have some feelings about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will say, Richard, I had no idea that it was going to be so bleak because this was bleak even by my standards, and you know my standards are a lot darker than yours. Um, this was a bleak comic about crime, uh, kind of like seedy crime. Uh, I enjoyed it. I actually thought it was well told. Um, it The art took some getting used to, but... Like everything, uh, you know, I just got in the, you know, I got in the headspace and I powered through it last night in one sitting. I enjoyed it. I I like the Kennedy stuff, but really it was a story of a guy who'd committed uh, Grand Theft Auto, done some time in prison with obviously like a heavy, um, the, you know, villain of the piece really. And um, that guy then set him down a pathway where he gets involved with, Sort of organised crime, really, isn't it, Rich? Um, and they're anti-Kennedys. I mean, it's nothing that we haven't seen. You know, the anti-Kennedy thing, the pro-Cuban lobby, organised crime, uh, Sam jen G- I'm not sure how to say his name. Sam Giancara or something. I'm not sure how to say his name exactly, but the, the mobster, basically, who was pals with Sinatra, um, uh, slept with Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn obviously slept with Bobby Kennedy and JFK. Blah, blah, blah. Um, We've all heard the story a million times. The allegations are that they stuffed ballot boxes for the Kennedys. Meanwhile, the Kennedys, especially Bobby, were coming down hard on the Mafia, leading to the conspiracy to assassinate JFK. Uh, A pretty brutal crime comic um, that was very seedy, uh, very violent, very sexual. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically say this was almost everything you hate in comics, rich, combined into one comic. Would you agree?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I was just really just bored. Yeah, weren't feeling it. Yeah? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're going to be doing something about the Kennedy assassination, I'm expecting something a bit more interesting than this.
0: Right. Well, this was a story of like a guy on the fringes um you know how about the daughter man what a sexpot she was she was
1: well that's the thing i mean i didn't i'm just i'm not gonna lie i didn't find it very compelling i didn't (laughs) i didn't find any character interesting um (laughs) i i I, honestly i was just reading it and i I, thankfully i got through it pretty quickly it was a
0: short read or thankfully because it's
1: a short read because i was not enthralled i wasn't interested Mm. um did
0: you did you like the angle though they went with sort of like the 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 the, you know the baddie was kind of homosexual and kind of tried to put the moves on the lead character uh in prison and you know i'm not sure if he raped him or was just tempted to i
1: i guess it could have been interesting if it meant anything if it actually was part of the story. Well, it kind like, of was.
0: It was in that he, he kept trying to make that guy's little bitch, basically. You know?
1: Yeah, it Well, not enough to actually matter is my point. Mm. Like, it's, uh, I, 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 I always don't know what the point of it is, just to maybe give him an excuse for wanting to strangle a woman or something. I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel like that was explored enough to the point. Well, I've got mattered. a
0: question. Was, was the lead guy gay or not? Or was he just, like, asexual? No,
1: from my understanding, he was raped by the guy in the prison.
0: Right, and was sort of had post-traumatic stress, basically. I guess. Well, you know, because he was, like, he, he sort of, like, would get violent. Like, the one time that he had sex with her, he kind of, like, I mean, choked her out, basically, you know? And um, I mean, she was in that. Yeah, nut- she but was...
1: she's also a bitch. So I mean, that's that's kind of hard to. She like, was
0: yeah. a nutty fucking character, wasn't she? Like she was like straight from like Penthouse Forum almost. <laughs> like she was just.
1: Made up, man.
0: No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But like, she was. She was. Um, she was out there in a big way. Like it was a very, um, to me, quite a subversive read. I, look I enjoyed it I look it's not that far away from if you like James Elroy novels um, it's similar territory to James Elroy novels I mean he covers the Kennedy assassination and, and the mafia um, underworld and uh, you know which is probably true I, I do believe that there's a large factor in why Kennedy got killed uh, I, I'm not necessarily buying into multiple shooters but like the fact is that like the mob was out to kill him um but yeah, I mean, it's similar territory to that, even the sexual stuff. It's just, I guess, in the comic, uh, you know, weirdly in comics, I think, you know, at times people, there's sort of less depth than in a novel. And I, But I felt that he gave a pretty, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I've got to be honest. I thought it was, I can see why people highly rate it, but I can also see it's one of those books that people are going to either love or hate. You know what I mean? It's a very particular read. It's uncompromising, actually.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, don't get me wrong; it's not terribly written or anything. It's mm. just that it just wasn't engaging for me. It just wasn't.
0: Was it the lead guy as well? I mean, he's not that likable. I know he's not I as skilled. No,
1: but that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it'd be different if there was. See, this is why I feel it's weird. Like for me, I'm. I like, this is why I don't agree with people where I'm like I don't need to I don't need to um, see myself in a character I don't need representation What I just need is I need someone to root for Yeah I just need someone that I go I'm invested in their story Yeah I care about their and story I I want and I hope that they'll get through this Like even if let's say it was the woman right mm. So let's say he's the main character is an asshole whatever but Let's say like she's she's a nice character Maybe she loves him and she's getting roped into this. Maybe that's a character, but like, oh, man, I hope she doesn't die. Oh, let's, you know, I'm going to keep reading because I, I like her. She's a good character. Hmm. You know, uh, I hope she doesn't die. And that gives me invested. But unfortunately, and she then,
0: was not a good character. She was no, is no one That's my bitch. point. There's
1: no character that I can kind of, that I root for. I need a character to root for. That's all I need. I just need a character where I'm like, I want to see this character get to the end. Or I hope this character can live by the end of the movie or survive hmm. or. But when there's no character like that for me, then there's nothing for me to latch onto. And I just find myself like just.
0: Mm, Apathetic.
1: um, Just like, yeah, like just turning page after page, reading it, but not really.
0: It's a very nihilistic read. It's a very nihilistic read. Like the lead character you would say is less of a baddie than everyone else. But even he has pretty significant issues, you know, and he, you know, he sort of like, he goes along with this crazy plan. Um, hey, look, I mean, I enjoyed it. i got to be honest. Uh, now, you were critical of the art, um, weren't you, Rich? You, you were not a fan of the black and white, because I said to you at least it's in black and well, white, because you've, you've been saying you no, were black and white.
1: No, no, no. So I'm not a fan of this black and white, mm. because this black and white has too much empty space. Yeah, too much white space. A lot of
0: white space. If yeah. you're gonna
1: have that, if you're gonna have this much white space, just put it in color, just even if it's just one tone color, yeah. Um, just put it in the color because it's too, it's it's just too much blank space. I don't, it's very comic I'm book not, strippy,
0: comic book strippy, cartoony almost. I'm looking at it now, like
1: it's cartoony, which means that there's not a lot of lines in it, which means it needs color. Mm. In my opinion, I mean, at least with if you look at, say, look at the Walking Dead. Mm. Walking Dead still has a bit of white space, but they do have like what they call two tone, Mm. where they've got a bit of grey.
0: Yeah, they do. Like,
1: like fill in like the background or some trees or something, just so that there's less just blank open white Mm. spaces. This this comic had a lot of just open white.
0: Just white what was the thing with the guy smelling all the time? Like what why were they making a big deal about how badly he smelled? Like, what was wrong with this guy that he stank all the
1: time? I I get I, I didn't I didn't get that reference.
0: They mentioned it a couple of times, like you stink, you know, you you smell like dog shit, like they bring up his yeah, smell, but
1: then, but then it's but then it's dropped later and it's never brought up again, so I don't know.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Maybe it's because he just got out of prison. I guess maybe. Yeah, we just like it
0: has got that know. prison smell.
1: Maybe, as I said again, it's like it's not a long story. It has these moments, but then it just moves on. Like yeah, you know that yeah. You have this character saying yeah, your breast stings, man, your breast smells like shit. But then, then it's never brought up again, mm. and then it's not a thing. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I couldn't. I've tell got you a question
0: why. when 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 the when he brings the guy in at the end and the chick's there um, and she's naked and she's saying like, oh, you know, he, he doesn't touch me. I'm getting really itchy. You know, he makes me wear no clothes so I can't run away. And then the guy's like, what's with the slave girl? And he's like, huh? What are you talking about? Like, is she just making that shit up? Cause she's just so horny. That was a question. No, like.
1: he was, he was definitely, he was definitely keeping her naked and taking her clothes away so that she couldn't leave. Right. He didn't want her, she, he didn't want her going back to her father mm. because her father was in on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, she is, uh, I think she's an, I'm assuming she's a nymphomaniac.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was kind and so of like,
1: for her, and so for her, it's like a drug. So the fact mm. that she wasn't getting sex, she was basically having with what, what they were saying is that she's having withdrawal symptoms.
0: Yeah. I was, to be honest, I was, I was thinking like, yeah, I I would definitely go there. You know, like it was it was turning me on, like her kind of like antics. You know, really? Yeah. Oh, she was crazy, man. She was nuts. You know what I mean? Like it was just something about her, like I couldn't resist. But he could. He was a, he was a cold fish, man.
1: Yeah, well, I probably could have resisted that too. I mean, yeah, I know. It's fucking getting banged around town. I don't <laughs> think I want a piece of that. Sorry. <laughs>
0: I know, Rich, but you've got standards, whereas, you know, I'm without morals. And...
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. yeah, a woman that wants to just get passed throughout town, just it's not a turn on for me. I'm i I'm sorry. I uh, just, you know it's not my thing.
0: I know, but she was just such a crazy little cracker, you know what I mean? Like she was just really there was just something about her. I was I was just trying to get a handle on what was going on with her, but she was just out and out, just nuts. And she gets she gets killed at the end too. She dies. And as does the father. And then he's like, I hope you treated her well. He's like, I didn't touch her. I'm like, yeah, but like she was definitely feeling that absence, you know. He touched her once when he choked her out. Big time.
1: Don't Don't they all die?
0: Yeah, I think everyone dies. He dies. doesn't? No, he doesn't. He gets picked up by the hippie bus and they go to the future.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah,
0: because right, yeah, right. He, in the forward, Stephen Grant said he was hoping to do a series of graphic novels all through the 60s, which he, I don't think he did, but I'm going to ask about that. Look, I enjoyed it. I, I'll be honest. I I, actually, I enjoyed it, but I knew that it was just – and I didn't realise how it was so not your thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, But also, hey, at least it was a quick story, so it wasn't like 400 pages, you know, like it was like – I felt a bit bad because I was like, oh, this is really not Rich's thing. I was like, but it's only about, you know, if you include the, if you take out the title page and stuff, it was probably about 130 pages of story, which isn't much, you know? Um, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. What are you going to give, Rich?
1: Again, it's not poorly written or anything. I mean, the art is not terrible. It's just that I think it should have been in colour. I don't think that was the right style for the black and white. I'll give it a 5.5. That's fair.
0: And I like that you're using the 0.5s now, Rich. Good to see you bumped it up a little bit there. Now, I do want to say thank you very much to the listeners um, supporting the show. Uh, It's really important to us and helps the show come out. We've got the Patreon page. If you can contribute, look, as little as $1 per month, it means the world um, if we could get our listeners really pumping into the Patreon, I can get more shows out, more Legion Outposts, more Dread or Dead, and obviously you've got the signal of doom with me and Rich holding down the fort as we do. I, I've recorded this, Rich, probably while dying of, you know, AIDS and um, COVID. Would you agree, Rich? Probably. This is probably my last show. And, um, you know, when I die, man, like on my grave, what we, what what should we put on are my grave?
1: Are you happy with this being your last show?
0: Yeah, definitely, man. We went out blazing, Okay,
1: right? well then then you can then you can go. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> we, we went out we went out blazing as always, man. Um I'm just
1: saying if, if you're happy if you're like, yep, this is this is I'm happy. On my epitaph, like, well,
0: then- on my epitaph, maybe helo's the king. Something like that. Um, you know, something grandiose. Um, you know, Alexander wept for there were no more lands to conquer. Something like that.
1: Yeah, which was wrong, <laughs> and, and obviously,
0: and I'll be honest, I want a statue of me as well, you know, statue of me, maybe with my cap I'll, I'll
1: I'll see if we can get one in Mexico.
0: Commission me. a statue, um, yeah, but no, look, Patreon dot com slash Signal Doom. If you can, if you can help the show out there, I really appreciate it. Um, we're proud members of the collective. You've got a ton of good shows on there. You've got Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Ray lighting it up on Into the Night, and with Connor at Last Sons of Krypton. Uh, on Connor's Iron Fist podcast, I believe he's about to do another episode. You've got Capes of Lunatics with Phil, Lilith, and Charlie. And um, they have they do a ton of shows, Capes of Lunatics, actually. And I, I'm even on one of the monthly, actually, the Ultimate Spidercast. It's always a ton of fun. Phil really runs a good show, and Lilith is hilarious, as is Charlie. Um, they had Peter David on a while ago, and I listened to the show, and it was a pretty damn good interview they actually had. Um, you've got a ton of good shows on there. And so I would encourage people to check out the collective. Um, Now, Rich, any comments you want to have just in case? So imagine I'm dead. Okay, what what do you want your final words on the show to be, man? Like assuming I'm dead by next week in the grave.
1: You know? I mean, I, but I can continue the show with that. <laughs> Rich just, ca- just
0: carries on. I like it, Rich. i I've not time. The franchise carries on. Replacement host comes in. They wheel in someone else, man. You better hope that they take out the big star. It's like Bruce Willis leaving Moonlighting. Can it keep going? I'll,
1: I'll, I'll write some cheesy thing like George Decay about the <laughs> water in my eyes twinkling like twinkling starlight. Twinkling stars
0: trekking down your face. Like, like I, I just don't know if we can go on, but I'm just going to try, try my hardest. Every day I'm in debt to Dave, his memory. Meanwhile, Rich is just the profits are coming in. He's growing fat on my corpse. I can see him now. Jesus Christ. Well, I'll be dead, so it won't be my problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly it, right. You'll be dead. So what be dead. It matter? I, I couldn't care less. Let the world burn. That Maybe maybe, maybe that should be my epitaph on my gravestone. Let the world burn. <laughs> All right, on that cherry note, Rich. You
1: can put on your. your, The world ends with you.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. This is the end of the world as we know it. Uh, Look, I want to say thank you to everyone and good night.
1: Good night.